0: This goal was scored by Napoli legend and former captain Marek in a 1-1 draw to Juventus in the 2016-2017 season during a fierce title race between Napoli, Roma and Juve
1: A three-horse race similar to this one, Marek bro, amazing
0: Ah, fantastic player man, he was versatile, technically gifted, two-footed and his passing and eye for a goal were second to none
1: It's true man, he was the perfect example of a goal scoring mezzala, to be honest he bagged more goals for Napoli than Diego Maradona did and was only recently surpassed by his teammate, um, his former teammate, rather, Dries Mertens.
0: Bro, 121 goals and 103 assists for Napoli in 520 games. He holds the record for the most appearances for Napoli
1: and Slovakia and is also Slovakia's top scorer. <laughs> he spent 12 full seasons at Napoli, bro, <laughs> and he sported the captain's armband for the majority of that stay. Um, he had a great like, leadership personality, like his leadership skills were fantastic, bro. And um, No wonder they gave him the armband. Um, we often saw him motivating his teammates, like everyone seemed to play better when he was on the pitch.
0: No doubt, man, and his talents were no secret. He was voted Serie A Young Player of the Year in 2008, And was named in the Serie A team of the year in 2011, 2016 and 2017 And bro, even the Europa League team of the year in 2015 When he had helped Napoli reach the semi-finals of the entire competition
1: Not to mention the fact that he won the Coppa Italia in 2012 And then again in 2014 along with the Super Cup I think that year Mm -hmm. Uh Um, In those seasons he also had like the most assists in Serie A
0: Napoli really did get the full value of Marek Hamsik didn't they man? They signed him as a 19-year-old kid from Brescia for 5.5 million, back when Napoli were still just a newly promoted side.
1: It's true, man. And De Laurentiis was really eager to sign him, bro. He made it very clear that he was the player that he wanted and he was one to keep an eye on.
0: And boy, was he right He helped them grow into the title challengers
1: that we see today
0: It was a very sad day when we saw Hamsik depart Napoli for a new adventure in China at 31 years old But he's currently playing for Trabzonspor and has recently made a return to the Slovakian national team
1: We saw him play Yes, um, he actually has five goals for Trabzonspor this season Wow Um, And they're also top of the table, so he's pulling the strings there Still doing it Yes, sir But bro, would it be an intro on Marik Hamsik
0: if we didn't talk about his mohawk? He sported it consistently throughout his entire career, man He
1: is a 30-something-year-old guy walking around with a got-to-be-glued mohawk (laughs) He's literally 34 and he's been
0: sporting it since like 23 But I I can't imagine him with anything else, to be honest Neither.
1: I think it would look a bit nerdy Without it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, because he wears those big those, those glasses. Like, like yeah, know, exactly.
0: yeah, he does look a bit like a nerd, yeah. but I'll, I'll tell you what, bro, I wouldn't want to see him after a night out in Pachovel. I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you that much, walking to my car, like in St. <laughs> Julian's. Yeah, but I don't think his mohawk is going anywhere, bro, just like his records and his love from his Napolitan fan
1: base. And if you are currently using headphones, I strongly suggest you put the volume down for now. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Say Us Spotlight with your hosts Jake and Matt Episode 35 That's actually pretty
0: crazy man But we did record 33 of them to yeah. be fair, thank you to the Jubilani's
1: Thank you, Luke Mintoff Thank you, Andrew Fournier. You guys are fucking legends
0: You saved our asses You saved our asses What month
1: was that? When was that?
0: We were in Amsterdam So I think it was December December I think it was December okay. But don't forget to follow us, guys Instagram Fun quizzes Prediction series Twitter Where we post our episodes, basically And TikTok as well Where we have some Fun content, maybe some serial content that you've never seen before And for that reason, we're growing quite significantly there
1: Yes, and if you could also rate us on Spotify, 5 stars, that would be cool as well Helps the algorithm
0: That would be really cool, really cool
1: Crazy week, bro Crazy week of football, crazy midweek of football
0: It was, it was, but I believe that we should address the elephant in the room You have won at the prediction series yeah. Bringing, um, I mean, you, you beat Miss 6-3 this yeah. time round, because you managed to guess that Lazio and Torino would fucking draw 1-1 Right, I did For some fucking weird-ass reason I didn't reason. put
1: any, any money on it, but um, I was spot no, on no, there no, I mean, And it saved my honest, week, because uh, I had a pretty rubbish prediction series this round
0: If you think I'm feeling bad for you, like, you're highly mistaken <laughs> I got three points this prediction series But I think that's a good segue yeah. into how unpredictable this match day for was, sure. basically
1: In fact, um, you said, let's address the elephant in the room, like um, the elephant in the room probably isn't the prediction series, you know The elephant in the room right now is Inter beating Milan 3-0 in the second leg of the Coppa Italia Oh my god,
0: like, look, obviously I'm going to try be as neutral as possible on this on this podcast Inter were much the better team throughout the game, they looked far more yes. convincing going forward One thing I pointed out to Jake while we were watching the game is when Inter are attacking, they mean to do something. When Milan mm-hmm. are attacking, it's like, okay, where's this kind of going to go? You know what I mean?
1: It's true. They are far more experienced, far more mature. You know, yeah. um, someone said it was like watching a bunch of married men play against a bunch of bachelors. Like, you know? <laughs> And <laughs> that, that makes sense. You know, Milan looked naive. They looked inexperienced. They were wa- wasteful. But, mm-hmm. um, of course, the... The cancelled goal Yeah, bro, the, dis- the
0: disallowed was... goal was just odd yeah, In that, my opinion just needs explaining Yeah, okay. I, I I don't think that the player that was offside, Kalulu, Basically was in any way, shape or form Obstructing Handanovic's vision He was yeah. far to the goalkeeper's left-hand side His own three defenders were, were obstructing his vision Nobody else But anyway, that it would have been a different game Milan would have been fighting for a draw in that case But Inter won the game 3-0 Yeah and there was another game this midweek actually Earlier this evening
1: Oh yes um, The Udinese Salernitana game Exactly Yes um, That finished 1-0 thanks to a Verdi goal At the dying breath of the game was the last kick exactly. of the game So now um, Genoa, Venezia and Salernitana are all at the bottom Tied with 22 points That's actually And Salernitana mental. have a game in hand So they're like Against Venezia That's going to be a good mm, one That's, that's going to be, be a good, good
0: one. one That's going to be a really good one uh, Venezia have some bangers man, yeah. coming up
1: And the next game we have to cover, actually, very briefly before we move into it, is the second leg of the Coppa Italia semi-final between Juventus and Fiorentina. The first leg ended 1-0 to Juventus, and now Juventus have just beaten Fiorentina 2-0 to go through to the final against Inter.
0: Exactly, we're just seeing that goal by Danilo now to kill the game off. Um, Another good win for Juve, and it's going to be... Well, another inter juve final in the in the Coppa and in the Super Coppa, so that that's all gonna be super fun, and I can't wait.
1: Nor can I, bro. Let's kick it off with the Derby del Sole between Roma and Napoli. Actually, Napoli and Roma. Napoli, we're home. Exactly. Take it away, bro.
0: So the first game we're gonna be covering, like Jake said, well, was Napoli one, Roma one, the Derby del Sole. In case you guys were wondering why it's called the Derby del Sole, I'll give you a small reminder. Both sides are considered to be the most popular teams in Italy outside of the northern region. Obviously, we know that Napoli are from the southern region and Roma are central. So, the previous encounter in the Derby del Sole was a nil-nil draw back when Roma were at home. And it was nice to see Mourinho paying respect and homage to Napoli legend Maradona. The fans were also exchanging respect to Mourinho. So, it already seemed like although this is a derby, things are civil and there's a lot of respect in the Italian game. This was the 150th edition of the Derby del Sole, Napoli have won on 46 occasions, Roma on 52, and 52 draws in total. Rome are coming into this game on a three-match winning streak and are now unbeaten in 12 Serie A matches. They also finally dismantled Bodo Glimped 4-0 in the Europa League, we saw that lovely Zaniola hat-trick over there. Napoli coming off a loss to Fiorentina, which was just their sixth loss of the season level with Juventus, Mancini came on for Kumbulla at the start of this game, El-Sharawi was replaced by Zalewski at wing-back, Pellegrini and Zaniolo were replaced by Mikitarian and Afanajan, and Zaniolo moved to an attacking role alongside Tammy. No changes for Napoli on the other hand. So, in the 11th minute, Napoli were awarded a penalty after Lozano got tangled up with Ibanez in the area. Uh, the referee did have to revert to VAR as he let the game go on, basically. But the penalty was eventually awarded, and rightly so. Insigne stepped up and he slotted the ball in perfectly. Shortly after, there was a big miss by Tammy Abraham. Well, shortly after. It was in the second half that Tammy Abraham had a clear opportunity with a header. But he just seemed to totally hit it and not time the header at all. Yeah,
1: terrible.
0: Terrible, like, rookie, rookie... Rookie header Yeah, rookie attacking Literally Unusual, but whatever
1: It it looked weird He was so uncoordinated
0: Yeah, yeah Unlike him him, Unlike him Unlike him as fuck It was in the 79th minute That Fusato got a red card On the bench After a penalty Wasn't awarded to Zaniolo Who went down in the box Even though it was a right decision Fusato didn't like it Mourinho had a hilarious reaction When he was just (laughs) smiling at them Like, why do you just Send off my sub goalkeeper, (laughs) man Like, what's this? It was then, in the 91st minute, that El Sharaoui got a dramatic equalizer. The substitute was found in acres of space by Tami, who laid the ball off to him just inside the area, and the Egyptian made no mistake by slotting into the near corner. Milanista at heart, and he will remain Milanista for life, I guess. Thank you very much.
1: that was a very romantic moment there, for sure. Yeah,
0: thank you very much. So, I have to admit, bro, Napoli, in my opinion, did look the stronger side for the majority of the first half and probably for most of the game. But one thing I've realized is Roma have great ability when it comes to feeling out a game in high-pressure situations. This has proven to be essential for them.
1: Yeah, for sure, bro. Um... They can really absorb, like, play well. Like, the dangerous attacks come their way, like, and they always find a way out of it. They're compact, they're tight, they're difficult to break down. And they do look like they, they don't have the upper hand for the majority of the game. But they always, they always, they always hang in there.
0: Yeah, they grow, they grow into each match. It was a unique situation where we saw them concede first and they had to get back into the game rather than defend the lead that they had. But they did that well and, and you know... A substitute getting a goal like that You have to give praise to the manager for making that change
1: For sure But you may also criticize Spalletti for the changes he made in the 83rd minute for he took off Fuzzy and then to bring on Mertens and Juan Jesus. Overall, All a defensive right. mistake, and he seemed to settle to defend that one 0 Had he managed, we'd be praising him right now.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. It's uh,
1: you know, it was a it
0: was a good goal. They were caught out on that on that right side for their for their defense basically, and it was a good finish by by El Sharabi So oh. take nothing away from from the man and, and from Roma as well for getting back into the game. Um, take nothing away from Rui Patricio Who had some great saves throughout the game And, you know, really kept Roma in the game
1: He did, bro He he has a tendency of doing that lately mm-hmm. um, Another man who did that, surprisingly, on the other end Was actually Meret
0: Meret, eh, man mm.
1: He had uh, five saves, five saves, yes
0: Yeah, Roma ended up getting eight shots away They had six on target And five were saved by Meret So we had both keepers in Top form. Man, did you expect that from Meret? Obviously seeing him start ahead of Ospina at times mm-hmm. is a bit of a, probably a, a scary thing for, for Napoli fans considering his form
1: It's true, um, Ospina has become Mr. Reliable and mm-hmm. net for them, um, in the goal rather um, Yeah, I think, I think Meret is playing with pressure every time he plays because he's yeah. playing to prove himself every time So I do think that it's never going to be easy for him, especially while Ospina's still there But he proved to be competent this day.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And obviously he had a a massive say in how this game turned out. Roma were knocking for a while as well. Towards the later stages of the game, particularly Roma were looking like they could really do something, man.
1: Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, You're talking about... Prior to their equaliser, right? Not post. Yeah, prior to the equaliser.
0: Prior to the equaliser. I agree. I I think getting the draw was what Roma literally wanted at the end of the game. I don't think they were going to go out and try grab another.
1: Yeah. Do you... We discussed this briefly, but um, we seem to move away from it very quickly. Do you think Spalletti should be held responsible for this tie at the end? Because his changes were very negative, you know, to defend the draw. Should you defend a a 1-0 lead in a situation like that?
0: No, I wouldn't criticise him. I... I, I don't think so. I think at, at the end of the day he you know we, he brought on some reliable figures. He brought on Mertens who mm-hmm. I mean needs no introduction whatsoever in place for Ozeman. Yeah. Sure Osiman can hold the ball up better and he's better when when you're ahead. Um so but but that is his option, he, he could only bring on Mertens instead of him, and he has to rest as he meant towards the end. And Juan Jesus is a guy who's got some solid minutes, uh, you know, while Koulibaly was at AFCON, while Rahmani was suspended and injured. So, I, do, I don't think he could be criticised. I think, if anything, the personnel that came on would, would have more of a responsibility in that case than Spalletti would for bringing them on.
1: Okay okay Interesting um, To be honest Again as I said Before had it worked out Would have called it A very mature And responsible decision Exactly um, But yes Yes uh, Unfortunate for him For sure Because it shot him In the ass You know Yeah. Definitely <laughs> You take off Ozyman You're taking off A striker that presses You know yeah. You're bringing on Mertens You're bringing on A striker that can't press So in reality exactly. You're resting him That's why He prioritized Resting Ozyman Maybe thinking about The next yeah. game A little bit too soon
0: you Yeah know? Maybe Maybe that isn't Something you should do Against the uh, Roma side that are notorious for getting, you know, late late goals and they have a late goal in them constantly. They're never out of the game, Roma. Mm. Um, and they stayed in the game, even though they were 1-0 down. You know, the possession was very tight. It was like 49.4 mm. to 50.6. So you could even Call that 50-50. Napoli got four yellow cards and Roma too. That was kind of odd. Roma, in these encounters, tend to get more yellow cards than their opponents.
1: Exactly. Was Mancini (laughs) playing?
0: Mancini was playing and he he didn't get booked. The the commentator, in fact, pointed out He said Mancini is a walking yellow card and he didn't Mm -hmm. get booked that game, which is pretty pretty wild. But Koulibaly got booked in a really, really harsh way. I, I mm-hmm. can't understand The double tackle,
1: right? That, that,
0: the double tackle and he got the ball cleanly I can't, I cannot understand how the referee gave him a yellow card over there, man
1: I think they're trying to discourage tackles of that nature Because of the amount of injuries we've seen in the game lately Yeah, they you should know? do that against
0: Milan maybe yeah. But <laughs> between Napoli and Roma Let them be, let them foul the fuck out of, <laughs> out of each other So that's basically how the game went I would like to highlight El Sharawi once again And how romantic that goal was Totally bro How do you feel about El Sharawi?
1: It's nice to see in big 2022 One of my like childhood players Mm. You know actually still contributing And making a difference for Milan in 2022 Despite (laughs) not playing with him Exactly So that's nice. Il Faroni. I think
0: he's he, you have a kit of El shower it was one of the first ones you ever bought. Uh, it's, of, it's of all Milan. peeled and fucked. Yeah, know. I know, I know, man. I don't know why we used to like buy kits and go play five a sides with them and <laughs> like Terrible, slide tackle honestly. and shit we'll and like, wash them.
1: Ma Pa I want a Milan kit. <laughs> Ninety euros and we go and
0: fuck it up. Like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like our school pants were playing. <laughs> really
1: football. And our school shoes everything
0: <laughs> <terribly>. <laughs> But Napoli take another step back, that is just one point gained in their encounters versus Fiorentina and Roma, and those were their two big tests. Right? Well, it they were their two biggest tests probably moving forward until the end of the season. They managed to get one point there, and that will harm their their title charge, I would say,
1: for sure. At this point, at this point of five games to go, definitely it'll mm-hmm. definitely harm it because now. You have to try to keep the ball in your court as much as possible. You need to exactly. try to keep your own faith in your own hands. And at this point, Napoli are really losing grip. They're at that point where they're like, "Come on, maybe if this happens and this happens, that's when you know you're really exactly. starting to to lose it." Milan exactly. are in the same position right now because they're like, "Come on, if Inter don't win their game in hand, mm. you know, if Inter don't win, but what if they yeah. do? Like, exactly, you know? which I mean, they probably and Milan have tougher with, eh? fixtures than in Inter right now. So in reality, yeah. we have a favorite right now. You know, the favorite
0: yeah. is Inter. The the favorite is clearly Inter now. Oh, um, of course. The, the league is in their hands just like Milan were favourites because the league was in their hands Um, Napoli on the other hand they they are the least favourite now I know a couple of weeks ago I said that Napoli were probably favourites because they look the best (laughs) out of them (laughs) that's no longer the fucking case at all Um, and now they need to wait for Milan and Inter to mm, slip up
1: true they're still alive of course they still have more of a chance than Juve (laughs) (laughs) definitely Definitely, especially since Juve have been dropping points lately or have dropped points lately rather against Bologna Man, Bologna. I can't wait to talk about them. Hey,
0: man. Hey, no, anyway. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Napoli are in fact third on 67 points. They're four points behind Milan in first. Roma fifth on 58 points. They're five points behind Juve in fourth. Uh win would have served them very well. They would have been just you know three points behind Juve in that yeah. case.
1: That fucking Juve comeback is going to bite them in the ass at the end oh, of the season. Oh, I forgot
0: about that. That was <laughs> the craziest comeback yeah. of That was my favourite game this season, how, how many
1: were they up by? Were they 3-1, 3-1 up? Yeah, I think they were 3-1 up. And, and they, they lost, lost 4-3. 4-3.
0: Exactly, uh-huh. exactly. Crazy.
1: Now, guys, the next match we're going to be covering is Spezia 1-Inter 3. The previous encounter was Inter 2, Spezia nil. 0 So, Inter are unbeaten against Spezia and, say, uh, and in the Coppa Italia. The Nerazzurri averaged the highest points per game and, say, against sides currently in the bottom half of the table. Pretty, pretty consistent by them. That's what you want if you're uh, you're a fan of a top team. You just have to beat what's under you. Exactly. Inter are coming off a 1-0 home victory to Verona, while Spezia are coming off a 0-0 away draw to Empoli, which they would have both settled for, as we discussed last week. Yeah. There were two changes for Inter as D'Ambrosio and Bastoni replaced De Marco and De Vries. One change for Spezia as Kovalenko came on for Agudelo So Inter started off the game quite dangerously and in fact the post was struck by Zeko in the 13th minute In the 31st minute they finally got the goal as Brozovic carried the ball forward and chipped it into D'Ambrosio who headed the ball back down to Brozovic who volleyed the ball into the top corner Um, It's a Brozovic goal with a D'Ambrosio assist, of course In the 73rd minute, Inter doubled their money As Perisic's in-swinging low cross was flicked on by Lautaro into a crowded area and glided into the bottom corner past Provadel In the 88th minute, there was some hope for Spezia as Maggiore scored a fantastic goal as he received the ball from Ferrer outside the area And he curled it into the top corner With an in-step strike Nothing Handanovic could do about it Even if he was actually a professional goalkeeper <laughs> Spetzer- harsh. <laughs> So harsh Spezia were threatening here They were really pressing Yeah, But, you know, when you press and you press and you press And you commit a lot of men forward Of course it leaves many gaps at the back And eventually they were piling men forward A long ball over the top So Inter... Um, Counter basically And Sanchez ended up getting on the end of a Lautaro ball and scoring Yeah So bro, Inter deserved the win but Spezia threatened to grab a point on a few occasions. What yes. did you make of this one?
0: I, I think it was a well-deserved three points for Inter. You know, against a side like Spezia, you, you're always going to be threatened. They do go forward when they need w- when they need to get goals, and they do threaten you. We learned that the hard way. As Milan fans, Napoli, yes. I got it, uh, learned to learn to learn that the hard way as well. Um, so that was always going to happen. But uh, then there's the difference in quality between the two sides that Inter get. You know, that counter-attack and they managed to score. They managed to put three past them in, in a convincing manner. And Spezia would be bleeding to get shots away from distance. So, I deserve three points for Inter, but the game could have gone differently had Spezia found the net on one of those occasions.
1: For sure. Um, Spezia are one of those teams right now that have a little bit of leverage in the table. Mm. So, they don't mind playing dirty. They don't mind playing for a draw. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they don't need wins. They just need to not lose right now, and they're perfectly fine. You know, their safety is pretty much guaranteed. Oh, yes, a, yes, a, it will take a freak is. occasion for them to to see the drop at this point. Yeah, contrary to what I predicted at the beginning of the season, I, I concede. By the way, <laughs> I was I was wrong. You know, they they managed a few big wins. Mm. The big wins came against the top teams. Literally, really weird, literally. like Napoli and Milan. Those wins were at the massive. time, the top two, like yeah. mental. Literally. But anyway, so so I do concede. Um, Motta, you know, Motta was employed by Inter for a while. He uh-huh. Didn't seem to stop him, right? No, I did <laughs> the his
0: best. There were a couple of rumors within like the Milan fan base saying Ah cause Motta's really gonna try yeah. beat Inter, right? No but he did. He did And, and, and the team were, were dying to get that eco- equaliser
1: Yeah, I guess those comments need to be taken with a, with a pinch of salt Of course, of course, of course Everyone's of course. a professional except for Devri uh, <laughs> and, and apparently Tandanovic, yes That's really two players on the team That's favourite to win the league exactly. They're not professional You
0: skip 30 for Inter and you're an amateur <laughs> Like... <laughs>
1: No, but the the Vry comment was referring to the Lazio incident.
0: Ah, okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. When he knocked them out of
1: the the Champions League Mm. against Inter, I guess. But but anyway, Inter had 67.3% ball possession with 23 shots. However, 23 shots to Spezia's 10.
0: Yeah, so again, Spezia... Getting a couple of shots away themselves over there, of course, mm-hmm. ten is nothing compared to Winter's twenty-three. Yeah. But to get ton, ten ton shots, ton to ton get, shots, to get ten shots away against Inter is no easy task because of their their high press, basically.
1: True. The usual suspects for Inter when they're on, bro We have, you know, Skriniar Bastoni pulling the strings at the back We have Brozovic in the middle doing all the fucking work We have Perisic wreaking havoc, you know Shalanoglu was decent Barella has been good too Um, Not as good as he was last season, in my opinion But he's still been pretty good
0: Yeah, I I think Barella deserves a discussion I, I think we need to have a, a chat about how Barella's season has been. Obviously, after the Euros and after Inter were mm-hmm. crowned champions last year, there were massive expectations for, for Inter. He was the their golden boy on many an occasion last year. Um, he started the league off with the season with that momentum. Mm-hmm. So we saw him get like... 7 assists in like the first 12 games It was it was absolutely crazy I was loving having him on, on Fanta Culture. And then he just seemed frustrated With his own lack of output mm-hmm. And, you know, he was getting subbed off He didn't seem happy with that And it, I, I think that did affect his confidence And I think he really plateaued Towards the, the middle of the campaign Now it seems like he's picking up again
1: mm-hmm. He's, as we've mentioned before He's a victim of his own high standards, right? Yeah Um, Hence why he sometimes seems displeased by his performances Um, We must also address though that he hasn't really had a break Oh, that's true He plays game in, game out, week in, week out You know, he Mm. didn't have a break in the summer because of the Euros Mm-hmm. So he hasn't stopped since the beginning of last season, that's quite, f- quite frankly you that's know, Apart true. from the international breaks But in the international breaks, the guy is training and playing with it. Exactly, and we never really see Bayern injured that often, eh? Not often, not often at all we, That's like a thing with Inter players, they hardly get injured mm. And uh, that's an interesting argument Because many Milan fans and many people around the Milan circle Blame the San Siro for, okay. for the injuries okay, But well, Inter play there too And they never have any You know what I mean? It's true
0: It's true it, it, to, to be honest Zlatan the, the, himself
1: has blamed the pitch
0: To be honest To be honest The pitch has looked like It has been in a state
1: uh-huh. The season particular At one point It was fucking like, terrible It looked like the one in Floriana Before they did the Literally top. man Literally but, You know what? I
0: worked with some green keepers At the Glen Eagles hotel That kept the golf course Fucking in, in pinpoints You know They'd be out drinking mm-hmm. pints every day But, but they <laughs> Take their job sources. Yeah, they high-functioning so alcoholics. Like, exactly. I think they need some of those in, in Milan, yeah. man. Some high-functioning Scotsmen.
1: Some, some of those. Yeah. But anyway.
0: Some of those nutters. <laughs> but back to the topic about Barella. Um, we've recently seen, as, as Milan fans, it seems like Tonali is taking a bit of a dip recently mm-hmm. in performances. And again, it's not due to a lack of work rate, much like Barella. But it almost seems like the guy is burnt out. Now, obviously, we see that as Milan fans. Do you think that that could be the case for Barella as well, playing so many minutes and he's still such a young guy, man?
1: It could definitely be, bro. That that was the whole whole thing, no? He's 25 years old. I mean, close to his prime right now. He's close to reaching his prime, but you can never tell nowadays. He might be even better in his 30s, you know what I mean? That's true. But yes, um, he he must be burnt out right now. Mm-hmm. He probably needs a rest.
0: And the man takes a lot of knocks, as in, like mm-hmm. we don't see him injured often, like, like I said. But he wins a lot of fouls. He draws a lot of fouls mm-hmm. in for Inter, man.
1: He does, he does. The thing is, they don't really have a direct replacement for him to give him a rest.
0: That's true. That that is probably like him and Brozovic don't have a direct replace. They don't have a direct replacement for them. That's true. Um, Hakan, I guess you can kind of replace. From a box to box sense They have Vidal So yeah. you can't kind of Bring Vidal over there like Or Vecino bring, kind of Yeah They bring see. totally different things yeah. so Don't get me wrong But but they are box to box At the end of the day True
1: sense, Yeah had he as kind of a, a kind Yeah but more of a Barella is, uh-huh, kind of, I guess Very different once again To yeah. be honest I'll Giving them the be benefit worth, Of the yeah, doubt yeah. here But anyway um, Interface Roma next bro
0: yeah, what, what the fuck is going to happen there? They just had the midweek clash against Milan Which yeah. wasn't exactly a, a difficult affair for them it, it it turned out to be But what do you think is going to happen against Roma? Roma's a tough
1: fucking draw at the moment, man I think Inter fucking ride the high of beating Milan 3-0 in the Coppa Italia And beat Roma and their former employer, Mourinho
0: Okay, okay I, I might be a bit more hopeful. I might be a bit you're more hopeful. Are you seeing a draw? I'm, I'm saying potentially a draw. Um, I, I guess Mourinho isn't one to shy away from, from giving a, a team like this a challenge. If you're, if you're riding on confidence and then you play a Mourinho side, your confidence might get depleted very quickly. But this sure. is an Inter team that do seem to rise to the occasion, mm-hmm. just like they beat Juve recently, who were on that streak. I was about to make a point about Roma being on a 12-match unbeaten streak. You were on a 16 or 17 one, True. so it's it's very likely that Inter get away with three points. But it's going to be tough, man.
1: It is, and you know we've seen that when the going gets tough, the centre side get going. Yeah. No, yeah. we saw, for example, now in the Coppa Italia game, everyone was saying how this game could be a season a seasonal turning point, like. Mm. You know, it's a must win mm. for the confidence, it's a must win for, win for momentum, you know, to get that trophy as well. Inter went, looked so mature, boom, 3-0. You know, yeah. against Juve, it was like, oh, Juve are coming, they're going to steal the league, boom, 1-0. Granted, the manner wasn't very convincing, but they got, yeah. they got it done. So, I don't know, they have that kind of content injection, those players were like molded into this... Winning beast, yeah. you know this beast that wants to like fucking die on the pitch. Yeah, literally. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think they're gonna they're gonna keep exercising that, and they're gonna take advantage of the inexperienced teams around them. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I don't even think Milan can win all their remaining fixtures anyway. So I think yeah, I, I think it doesn't matter ultimately, and yeah. Inter Inter will go on. And yeah, and I, I, I
0: don't see <laughs> Milan winning all five games. Not at a, all. A, like, upcoming, no chance. It's way more likely that Inter do that. Yeah. It is way more likely that Inter with <laughs> the next five. No, games. they'll
1: draw one one against Roma. We're like yeah, <laughs> 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 and then boom, Milan one Verona three. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Not another one of those comebacks against Verona.
1: Yeah, please, God, no. But anyway, Spezia currently sit 15th with 33 points, 11 points away from relegation. They've done it! <laughs> Inter are second with 69 points, two points behind Milan, and have a game in hand versus Bologna, which will be played between their games against Roma and Udinese. So that,
0: something could maybe happen, but... It won't. <laughs> so, the next game we're going to be covering is Milan 2, Genoa Nil. The previous encounter was a 3-0 victory for Milan and a 3-1 victory for Milan in the Coppa Italia as well. So, finally, Milan get a couple of goals after a two-match two drought, basically. Um, but, yeah, again with another clean sheet as well for Milan. So, Milan have won 7 of their last 10 Serie A matches against Genoa, but before that had lost 4 out of their last 5, quite interesting. Milan coming off back-to-back nil-nil draws to Bologna and Torino, but boasted five clean sheets in a row coming into this match, now six. Genoa coming off a 4-1 home loss to Lazio, their first win under Blessing has surprisingly led to a three-match losing streak.
2: Hmm.
0: A list of players returned from injury for Milan, but few featured. Gabbia came on for Calabria as Kalulu shifted out wide, Brahim was replaced by Ben Nasser as Kessie moved into an attacking role and Salamakers was replaced by Junior Methiath. Genoa changed their lineup after the loss. After their loss, moving to a 4-2-3-1 formation, Maximovich, Melegoni, and Portanova went out for Bani, Friendrup, and Ekuban. So, in the 11th minute, there was a lovely early deep cross from the right-hand side by Kalulu, who can Kalulu. fucking play anywhere the fuck he wants, and it landed straight to Rafaelleau, who half-volleyed it and placed it cleanly into the far post, into the corner. It was then a long wait until the second goal, because Milan still don't look convincing going forward. That was the eighty seventh minute where Mess- Messias managed to get a goal. There was some confusion in the area which led to Rebic chipping the ball to Messias, who forced an incredible save by Sirigu, but the Brazilian got to the rebound and he smashed the ball into the roof of the net. Messy, but a sequence of intricate
1: build-up play, I would say. Correct, correct. It wasn't very... It didn't link until the end. It broke down a bit towards yeah. the end in the confusion in the area. But the sequence was nice. And it's nice to see Milan... Look not so disjointed for once Mm. You know Like lately they've looked so disjointed Like 11 individuals Instead of a team You know And Uh they don't advance together For example We see one player carrying And the rest just waiting around Mm. You know what I mean Mm. This goal was pretty fucking nice It was
0: It was But, But to be honest I still see it as though Like I said about Inter looking like they, they're going to do something when they're going mm. forward, looking like they mean to do something. I still feel like Milan don't have a plan when they're going forward. And I feel like when they do have a piece of intricate play like this, it's more like, okay, that landed, okay, that landed. And, yeah. and it's like a stroke of maybe even some luck every now and yes. then.
1: Look, um, that's the thing, right? When we play with Kessie, for example, mm. in that trequartista role, even though it's not really a, a traditional track no, no, when he not. plays there. It's you a flat see, yeah, eh? You see you see Giroud knocking the ball down for him. He doesn't have the ball control in the tight areas to continue no. that link up play. No. His you touch see, is awful at exactly. times, man. You see Brahim, for example, Brahim could probably do that very well within five years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If only the man could get a shot away. I mean, mm. if Brahim could get a shot away, then then I would be very happy to to call him a starter. But unfortunately
1: not yet. It's not only the shot, even that like His sharpness with the link-up play You can tell he has the technical ability uh But not quite the experience yet Exactly You know Giroud is always like on a different wavelength Yeah, yeah, yeah You know And Giroud is so good at that He's a master, just like knock down one two turn pass into space, you know mm, all that stuff. He's, uh, he's, just outside the area. Yeah. If
0: he were at Inter, for example, bro, he'd have so many goals. He'd have he'd, so he'd, many
1: options to do that with. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, you you chest the ball out to Chalanoğlu and then like when when he's on form. Let, let me be honest, mm. then it's a totally different story.
1: You know, who would be good at that, man. Mm. The ball, <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> literally, <laughs> but literally as take, a secondary pinch striker. Of salt, a pinch of salt, pinch of salt. <laughs> um, so Milan manage. Finally, to score two goals after two goal- goalless games. But what do you think, bro? Six clean sheets in a row. Um, seven including the Coppa Italia as well. Uh-huh. Obviously, not eight now. Yeah, I don't good. think we should include the Coppa Italia. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's not <laughs> six include six clean sheets, six in, a clean sheets yeah. in a row.
1: What is that down to, dude? That is down to the eagle in goal. The hmm. leader, Mike Manion, Because... There were moments we should have conceded. Even in this oh, general sure. game, towards the end, there for was a sure. moment we should have conceded. Milan should have conceded. Neutral podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's down to Tomori and Kalulu stepping up. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's down to fucking Gabbia coming in and playing decently. Yeah. It's down to Benacer. It's a team effort. Eh? When it mm-hmm. comes to the defensive part of this team, there's no problem. Honestly, pretty fucking a good. A team that is great until they have the ball. Yeah, obviously take exception from the Inter game That was a weird one Tomori had a bad game there mm-hmm. um, To be honest with you there, there were a few moments Calabria hasn't really looked himself lately But in the league It's been a different story Oh definitely. it has been man And I think that those three Are at Put those three as the main factors for it. Actually four Four players I'd say So there's the defence In money on the goalkeeper Kalulu and Tomori Those three have been pivotal Yeah I And agree. then Benacer Because Benacer absorbs And he eases pressure And he keeps The ball at yep. Milan's feet. Yep.
0: Basically. And and he gets the ball to safety. He always knows. He always yeah. makes the right decision, Benasser. Most of the time he makes the right decision. It's true.
1: Remember that? I was I was telling yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. the perfect that was the perfect idea, bro. <laughs> <the> perfect
0: <laughs> you were saying the perfect pass, the perfect ball. Every time he got the ball out, ah, look, he's going to make the I know that was pass. the perfect thing to do. The <laughs> exactly. Thing to exactly. Do. And and the, the guy I mean runs back and and wins the ball back as okay. well. It's not like he's, he's just a both playing midfielder, but the man is a hustler as well. Bro, the last time someone scored against me, that was a dodgy with his hand.
1: Thoughts? Uh, <laughs> fuck it, <him>, man. <laughs> um, yes, I mean, we, we've we expressed ourselves on that matter. Um, but yes, pretty good, eh? I mm-hmm. have to say. That, was, that would have been a clean sheet other than that. I yeah. would be talking right now about seven league clean sheets in a row. I don't exactly. know what the record is. I believe Capello's Milan hold the record. Oh, wow, okay. Uh-huh. Um, and I think there's still a way to go, but we'll... We'll see how far they can take this <laughs>
0: Hopefully another five games Exactly, exactly But, but hopefully we'll, we'll be better on the ball yeah. uh, So so that is my next point I want to say again On the ball, Milan still aren't convincing Bro, it was still like those same long balls to Giroud And yeah. he's bringing them down And there's nothing nothing Milan can do I know we mentioned this already But it, it is literally the problem with Milan at the moment yeah. It seems like
1: there aren't many options around, eh? I think sometimes, man That... Um, you look at other teams, right? You look at, I don't know, the Hellas Verona's in the league. You look at the mm. Atalanta's, the Sassuola's. And sometimes, Sassuolo maybe aren't the perfect example for this, but goals mm. can be quite simple. I guess. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes all it takes is a 1-2, a shot from outside the area. Mm. When was the last time Milan shot, uh, scored a goal from outside the area? Honestly, oh, fuck knows, man Like, they don't shoot I don't know if it's a problem with confidence Or if it's a specific instruction But Milan overcomplicated Milan want to arrive right in front of the goalkeeper yeah. Before they shoot And it's either these really intricate sequences That are quite frustrating to watch Because you see Rebic, for example Who's really low on confidence right now Fucking has the perfect opportunity to shoot And he squares it Yeah Or same thing with, with Giroud at times Mm-hmm Um... Or else, you see players like Leo mm. trying to do everything themselves, Ma, it's, it's, and that's it's so and that's frustrating. So it's either a solo effort or a really intricate build-up fucking yeah. team sequence. Like, where, where's the middle ground? You know, I think I think the, when the middle ground is achieved, there you'll have some balance and it will be way better. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I mean,
0: contrary to like we said, and then off the ball, it seems like when Milan are, are in a situation where they can concede. For example, even even in the game against Inter, I saw some great maturity by the two centre-backs in particular when mm-hmm. they knew when to knock the ball out of play, they knew when to play the ball back to the keeper, they knew when to hold on to the ball. In those situations, there's no problem whatsoever. But on the other hand, once it seems like there's so much pressure on Milan when mm-hmm. when they have the ball and they're, and they're going forward. And that is something that, uh, at this point, I could just say it could only be fixed by new personnel. I would, however, like to point out as well that it's no coincidence that Milan managed to score two against a team that deploys the Gegenpress. Mm-hmm. Because when Milan don't score, it's often against a team with low, a really low block, low man. Block, yeah. and, that, and that's the story of their life, man.
1: And uh, quite frankly, the next few games for Milan are against teams that do express themselves. Mm-hmm. We've got the likes of Fiorentina, the likes of Hellas Sassuolo, Verona, Sassuolo, Atalanta. Atalanta. Yeah, there we go. T- tough fucking games. <laughs> we tough exactly tough games. But but, 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 as you mentioned, you bring a game to Milan, they're going to bring a game to you. They exactly. go with a low block, Milan are going to struggle. Yeah. The inexperience really comes out. Exactly.
0: Milan needs some space to play. Milan yeah. do need space exactly. to play. That's the thing. Um, Milan had 59% ball possession in this game, obviously, to mm-hmm. was 41. Milan got ten shots away and Genoa got seven away, mm-hmm. so that's quite fucking scary.
1: It is, but 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 handled well, I think. Yeah,
0: handled handled very well. Um, so I get I, I don't really want to go into too much info about how Salamakers played, for example, because My God, again man. again he just didn't seem he didn't seem I great at all.
1: I can't remember. An individual performance as bad as this one. Really? Honestly, 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 man. And and I hate being harsh on players. You know that I like people say that Salamakers is a bad player. For me, no chance. He's no, a bad he's not player. a bad not player. Not, at of all. course not. Like Salamakers <laughs> is fantastic. He's everyone sees his talent He's been praised by Klopp. He's been called up to the Belgian national team. Now mm. he's, he's he plays for Milan, well. you know, and, and at the end of the day, even if he was a, an, an inverted commas bad player. This was a good piece of business by Milan because what they bought him for. Yeah. The capital gain is gonna be massive, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Even if they sell him for ten million, that's a massive profit. Yeah. But yeah. anyway. Um Salemacker's man had a fucking awful game. Nothing he did worked except for one ball behind the Giro where again he probably should have had it. Mm. He had space to like cut in and shoot. And he played the ball, it was decent to Giroud, it wasn't a bad ball, it was just behind him. Had Giroud scored that, at least it would have given him a confidence boost, mm. but unfortunately he did not manage. And Salamak has just been so frustrating lately.
0: Oh, he has been, he has been. I'm, I'm really excited for the next season, I just want to see what's going to happen in the Mercato. Particularly, bro, with the rumoured new owners in Investcorp. billion they're looking to buy Milan for.
1: Yeah, apparently they're in quite advanced talks right now and it's looking like it's going to happen. Mm. Um, They are an investment company based in Bahrain, A massive investment company with offices all over the world. We have in the US, Saudi Arabia, we're talking America. Uh, Mm. Sorry, um, the UK.
0: (laughs) The US, America. We're talking US. (laughs) We're talking America. (laughs) We're talking... North America.
1: <laughs>
0: but but, yes. but yeah, 1.1 billion and apparently Milan would inherit 300 million to spend, the spend in the summer market. Yes. 100 million on an attacking midfielder, 100 <laughs> million on a right winger and 100 million on a striker.
1: And don't fucking at me. Don't at me, bro. That is I'm exactly in. what needs I'm to in. happen. I mean, fuck Botman. We don't need Botman. No, no, who I'm the not fuck? Not. Honestly, <laughs> Do, we're kidding Of course Butman's a great player um, And had if he had to come That would be great Rotation for Milan Especially with Lazio um, Taking Romagnoli from, Yeah apparently Yeah most likely Most mm-hmm. likely Apparently yeah. they've agreed Personal terms
0: Yeah But Anyway I think we could Pretty much conclude this game I think we got Everything in there Um obviously uh, One
1: thing One thing One thing Sorry, sorry Go interrupt. for it Go for it <laughs> Lukaku Oh my god, ah, I mean, do I even want to discuss They've this? just emerged, these rumours have just emerged That um, Milan could apparently save Lukaku from his misery and his nightmare move to Chelsea mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. That's what's going to happen Okay, let's say our opinion uh. in, in three seconds Okay, do, we do, Whether happen? we want Lukaku or whether it's going to happen Whether there is any element of truth Give a percentage of truth that these rumors have a, a percentage opinion. of true, exactly. So one hundred being completely true, zero being absolutely right. untrue. Okay, so 12 percent. Why twelve do you percent. think that there is a little chance?
0: Because I literally feel like maybe, possibly, it was brought up by someone to Lukaku or to Chelsea. To kind of mm-hmm. look for a, a club to go to. But I don't think there's any element. or it's, it's never going to go through. It could be a discussion somewhere in the mm-hmm. world. Someone could have said, Or well, maybe Vinter, I don't want you, bro. I want to move back to Milan. <laughs> maybe go to Milan. Yeah. Boom. 12%. And have to wear a hoodie every time you go up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He'd just be the opposite of Chalunoglu, man. Really? Would you want Lukaku at
1: Milan? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. Lukaku is a, is a good striker, no, of course. He when, he was, striker. when he was in Italy, we were, were talking about the best striker in the mm-hmm.
0: league. With Ronaldo still yes. in the league and Vlaovic at Fiorentina and yeah.
1: Immobile getting fucking what, 30 goals? The problem I see with Lukaku is that when it gets tough, he cracks. And I'm not only talking about on the pitch, I'm talking about in, career moments. Mm. Like at Chelsea, you know You don't go back to Chelsea Call it your dream move I'm finally home I'm finally home Mm. And then a few poor games And you're talking about how it was better at Inter Openly, openly Openly talking about how you miss Inter And you you want to go Like like, No, he's a fucking idiot, bro Or because you got offended on the pitch you're gonna risk getting sent off in, in, in a Coppa Italia game, the semi-final, like calling, uh, te- threatening Zlatan. What was he telling him? Mm. He was telling him that he'll he'll kill him. I'll fucking shoot you. What was it? I, I have.
0: I I don't I don't remember there being there being such a threat, but I'm sure you're right. Like I'm sure you. Yeah. You remember that clearly. Um, and Zlatan was calling him a donkey. though Yeah. He was he was calling him a donkey. Go to do your voodoo mm. shit. But I, I like look, Lukaku as a professional off the pitch. I'm not a fan of how he operates. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not a fan. And again, I don't think he's a professional in that sense. But I think he's a complete striker. I think in Italy in particular, his style really suits the league. He's mm-hmm. he's not old. He's in his prime. Um, it's a risk, obviously. We all know how Milan like to invest in these players. Mm-hmm. Um, and getting a, a 28-year-old in his prime for 100 million, which would probably be... His price tag somewhere around that region um, Is a bit of a risk Because if he dips then you lose Exactly and And
1: that's the thing The problem I see with spending 100 million Why How come In what world Do Chelsea not make a loss from this? No, Chelsea make a loss a
0: thousand percent. Chelsea obviously so it make can't a loss. They they paid did. they paid around one hundred and twenty million euros for him. And mm-hmm. they just lost Abramovich as well. Yes. Chelsea will make a loss and they will take the loss to get rid of Lukaku and to get and to get the funds. So
1: unless it's on favorable terms, to be honest with you, I wouldn't take the risk. I mean, you pay a big amount of money like that, a hundred million, eighty million, on a player who's just had a brilliant season. Ah, but 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 you know I, I see I mean? him. But I see him as a guaranteed
0: great performer. Like we saw what he did at Inter. Mm-hmm. And and like to have for for Milan, bro. You, when was the last time Milan had a convincing striker like Lukaku? I can't remember it, bro. Was was it in the time of fucking? Who, bro? Who, when, when was the last time Milan had a striker of that caliber?
1: 2011. Zlatan Ibrahimović. Zlatan
0: Ibrahimovic in his prime. Yes. Zlatan
1: Ibrahimović at, at his prime. That's what we'd be getting. That's probably the... No, that's not what Well, are, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no,
0: no, no. But come on,
1: you, you know what I mean. We'd be yeah. getting a... We'd be getting Caca. Let me tell you. Lukaku, again. Great striker. I'm just not sure he's... Um, Worth the risk, quite frankly. I really, really like Elliot's model mm-hmm. um, that they buy players who are promising and young, mm. who are low risk because they they will improve to a certain extent. So the, the question is, by how much will they improve? Mm. By how much will their value Facts. go up? Facts. That's a, a good system. I also like the idea of bringing in players that are kind of towards the later um Part of their career That can be quite convincing That can still put in a shift I'm talking about the likes of I don't know Di Maria Who brought in Giroud For example Uh Pierre These leaders Like now, But again To take us to the next level To take Milan to the next level Investments like this Are going to be needed Personally I wouldn't take the risk On Lukaku Okay
0: Uh, I I, I get you I get you Um, You made a good point When you mentioned That in order for Milan to go to the next level, Milan did this as a coping mechanism: signing young and signing very old. Mm. In reality, for was was for for need to kind of save some money mm. and and get results. Mix experience with with youth. Yes, but. It is so evident, it is so evident that Milan don't have any players in their prime. They don't have anyone, Milan, who they could put their fucking reliance on. I'm not saying that Milan should become a, a one-man team, but you need a couple of players that you could say, they're going to get you something out of nothing. We thought that was Leao, you know what I mean? Mm. But it's, I mean, it's, still young, it's right? not, um, you know what I mean? That, he's still a, a bit too that's young That's a for fucking that. good point, bro,
1: like... I and think Milan, it's don't, that don't have that a gap, player. Like... Don't have like that twenty eight, twenty nine year old guy who's in his prime. That's why I like the idea of Berard. Wait, so they much. do. Never mind. They have one. Junior missing us Ah, oh, fantastic <laughs> this, is, this is the best he's ever been Fantastic
0: <laughs> you, know, you, know who, you know who is in his prime You know who's the best fucking player Milan have? Who? Magic Magic Mike Magic Magic, magic. Mike, baby That's what I'm calling him from now on, by the it's way magic Just, Mike. just, just, no The Jubilani's did it first, bro no. Just magic oh, Magic by itself I think it suits him so well He's what, 26? Is he 27? Something
1: like that He is 26 yeah. There
0: you go That's a fucking... Tomori is a beast as well. Yeah, obviously we could go on for a day saying why we like players in Milan. Yes, but yeah, those rumors. Um, I mean, hopefully for sure, you know, invest, invest corp, take over, and then they'll take it from there. The money plus Maldini is something I would be very excited Mm. for So we'll keep a close eye on that Keeping Gazidis
1: as well, hopefully Exactly The operations manager, he's been fantastic
0: Exactly, not as good as Edward de Gabriela for a free hour though (laughs) But we'll move on Milan first in 71 points The same bullshit game in hand for Inter Genoa in fucking 20th now 22 points, 6 from safety Damn!
1: Now, the next game we're going to be covering. Can I just
0: point out Genoa, Salernitana, and Venezia are all level on points? I think we said that we already, said, so sorry have, for have, interrupting have, have. you.
1: That's right, that's <laughs> Go right. on. So, by the way. <laughs> so, Juventus won, Bologna won. Woo-hoo. The previous encounter was a 2 0 away victory for Juventus. Now, coming into this game, Juve had won each of their last 11 games against Bologna, scoring 26 goals in the process. My God. Bologna were the side which Juve had their longest ongoing winning streak against until this draw. Mm-hmm. Juve were coming off a 2-1 away victory in Sardinia against Cagliari. That's not how you spell Sardinia. <laughs> Is that not how you spell no. Sardinia? That's <laughs> <It's not. laughs> but anyway. Against Cagliari, while Bologna were coming off a 2-0 home victory to Sampdoria, Dechilio replaced Zakaria, which pushed Danilo into midfield, Whilst Morata replaced Arthur as Allegri managed to fit in an extra striker. Morata told a very interesting anecdote recently about playing tennis against Arthur. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, Morata went in his swimming trunks and Arthur showed up with like seven rackets and full mm-hmm. like professional gear, and Morata smashed him 6-1 in yeah, the first round, first set, and Arthur left. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Great guy Arthur <laughs> Must <Great be>. <laughs> Morata looks like The type of guy Who'd be a fantastic Tennis player And then football <laughs> Not so much <laughs> So um Bologna reintroduced Soriano and Orsolini into the starting eleven, replacing Abisher and Barrow respectively. Now I've probably massacred the pronunciation, but I've I've UK'd it. Arbyshire. Arbyshire, but you also said replace
0: thing. So Did I say replace <laughs> yeah. Okay. Replace
1: ting Madison. They replaced thing Arbyshire. <laughs> no anyway. Play by play 52nd minute Arnautovic scored A great team goal Over there Which had Soriano Playing the ball Through Juve's Widespread defense And into the path Of Arnautovic Who rounded the keeper And slotted it home Again Okay <laughs> He's a fucking Good player He's
0: fucking on At the moment man he And he seems on. to be
1: Past his like Drama And his whole Personal life Kind of you know it, Controversy it seems... Best friends of Ballatelli All that stuff it, it, going it, on, it,
0: it seems like it But it will come again Maybe, maybe the last again. the
1: last episode he had was in the Euros. Yeah, where that's he true. Celebrated by like swearing
0: in front of millions of people in and, the and 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 that political sign that he had held up. Remember that? And then Shakiri had done it as well.
1: Ah, th- no, no, that wasn't. That was Switzerland that, no? was Switzerland. that was Switzerland. Yeah, that was Granit Shaka yeah, yeah, yeah. and then There was Leif Steiner as well. Yeah, but, but he had even some shit. <laughs> yeah but then he, has, he has had quite a yeah. fair share of controversy. Yeah. But anyway, in the 56th minute, Danilo struck the bar inside of the post from a header from a corner. And there was a bit of an incident in the 84th minute, to put things mildly.
0: As a very handsome and talented driver would say, nothing, just an incident on the track. Love you, Charles.
1: How can you support Milan and Daniele? I support Italy, dude I support, support Italy, Italy in that case uh-huh. So you support Mussolini? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? No No <laughs> anyway, anyway
0: An incident <laughs> Yes, there was an incident, an incident.
1: Alvaro Morata was fouled on the edge of the box Before the referee was ordered to look at VAR There was some confusion as a red card was branded to Adama Saumaro Before Gary Medel then got himself a double yellow for um, dissent Exactly Quite frankly, he aggressively showed his frustrations in the face of the say official and I've never seen a referee so passionately, like, send a player off, you know?
0: Yeah, that's true. That's right. And I mean, you don't shout in a referee's face like that. I, I I think it was, if that's something we always say about how medal gets you experience, the man can get a bit heated during a game of football as well.
1: You look at Bologna, they're full of these characters. It, which I find weird to understand how they, how they dipped so hard in the middle of the season when they have these aggressive guys, you know what I mean? These this, these mentality, these sore losers at the end of the day. They have sore losers. Mihailović, Arnautovic, and Gary Medel are three of the biggest... They're, they're in the top five sore losers in the fucking league, bro That's probably. true. <laughs> that's true. I mean,
0: that's probably why, eh, hey, bro? These guys are... The- You know, I'm not going to say they're the kind of guys to make excuses, but frustration isn't always a great thing to sport on the pitch. Particularly if you show your frustration to your teammates, for example, during training, then that could be quite, you know, it could cause quite a divide in the dressing room. For sure. So that could be a reason as to why.
1: So basically, Medel, I think, thought it was a penalty. That's why he showed his frustrations. Eventually, after he was sent off, Bologna reduced to nine men. A free kick was awarded Exactly Um, In the 95th minute um, Juve flicked on their FIFA street (laughs) There was a cross that came in Morata with an overhead kick assist To Vlaovic with the header at the far post Fantastic He Just needed a touch to get the goal 95th minute equaliser there Yeah. Great scenes for them Um, Average scenes actually As they needed a victory to be honest But, um, But Roma's Hesitance as well gives them some breathing rooms to, you yeah, know. That's true. yeah,
0: that's true Not for long, but yeah
1: So, this game was different As Juve were looking for a goal, bro mm-hmm. And respect to them for getting it in that fashion late on mm-hmm. They're dealing with a Bologna side Who gave them, Milan and Sampdoria Of course, Sampdoria, everyone's giving Sampdoria A very tough mm-hmm. time Okay.
0: Yeah, they're, they're on their own hot form at the moment, Bologna Obviously, they have Everything in the world to play for at the moment, and obviously we're, we're not talking about their position in the in the league table, but they're fired up, bro. Mm-hmm. They have something to play for now, they finally.
1: Do. Yes, and that's true, and it made all the difference for them, yeah. bro. Allegri. Here we makes, go. Here we okay, go. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna make a point here. Okay. So at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. where what were the odds on to win the league, lower or higher than the majority of the the others
0: well it's changed drastically after the first game because they were favorites when they in my opinion they were favorites when they got max allegri back and they still had mm-hmm. cristiano ronaldo the second cristiano ronaldo went out and moise Keane came on yes. i think that pushed them down and they'll be fighting
1: for europe sure. in that in that case so many people were saying they were going to win the league back, mm-hmm. okay they had ronaldo they had allegri whatever um And some people were saying they would finish second, some people saying they would finish third, right? Mm. So it's a top three. And I would say the majority of those being maybe second, first, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Allegri was brought in for that. Mm. Allegri is paid 7 million euros a year. That's mental, it is Allegri is the highest paid manager in Italy. Mm -hmm. Juventus are fourth and haven't even sealed it yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. What's going on, man? So I wouldn't be too harsh on... On the max. For the simple reason that, firstly, if you're a Juve manager, you're going to be the highest paid manager in the league. I think that's always going to be the case because Mm -hmm. Juve have the the strongest budget over there. And at the same time, he did inherit a bit of a mess. He inherited a team with players that Sarri brought in, Mm -hmm. that Pirlo was trying to deploy. And he managed to get top four on the final day because of a Napoli slip-up, because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he lost his key player in Cristiano Ronaldo. And Juve didn't have enough time to replace him. So they brought back Moiskin from PSG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was a quick fix in inverted commas. They were playing without a striker. They were playing 4-4-2 without a striker. They were playing 4-3-2-1. They were trying everything. Mm-hmm. And finally, January came around... And that's where Max started showing his his true qualities because he made the signings that he needed in a midfielder, and suddenly Uwe's midfield looks strong, and a striker in Vlaovic, and suddenly we are getting goals. And that, that's why I wouldn't be too too critical of him. This this game in particular is a tough one against Bologna at the moment. I'm sure they should still get three points in it. That's how people win the league, and that's how teams win the league, and that's how teams get top four. But I wouldn't be too critical of Max,
1: man. Okay, so if, if they do get Champions League Do you think they continue with Allegri?
0: I, th- I think so imagine I don't they, think
1: Sorry, imagine they get Champions League But they don't win the Coppa Italia So they have no silverware to show for this season For the first time in, in ages Quite frankly.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think? Maximum one more season under Allegri I would say I think Juve initially getting rid of Allegri And getting Perlo on Is because they want to step into a new era mm-hmm. Right? But That was halted and Juve opted for the safe option to get Allegri back to kind of give them stability To give them more time to plan their next step, Mm -hmm. I would say And I think they require another season's work under Allegri to see how far they can go If they win the league, they could keep him on Or they could move on to a a younger and and more progressive manager But I think he has another season in him And I think they should give him another season before moving on
1: I mean... Probably, I wouldn't be surprised if they look at that seven million tag and deem it, or deem him rather unworthy at the moment. Mm. Um, you know, if there are other managers that are available for a similar fee, I don't know. Perhaps the like of the likes of Zidane, Pochettino, maybe they'll take a punt. You know. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah. With with those managers in particular, you have to snap them up before someone yeah. else does. We saw what That's happened true. with Ten Hag, for example. Yeah, he's he's, he's fucking. Pretty much done deal to United. United he's, yeah. he's fucking facetiming the players. Like. Um, speaking of fucking Pogba, dude, Pogba is going to go back Pogba to Juve. Pogba is in, going in back summer. to
1: Juve. We actually have a question about that. So um, we
0: won't get into the details now. We won't get into now. the
1: details too much. Wait until the end. Exactly. Please. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, also, by the way, Rabio, if you follow Rabio on Instagram, he seems to be convinced that Inter are corrupt and has been posting stories about it's... Inter's corruption on on. I'm, I'm on just Twitter. glad someone else sees it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, dude.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's a little bit. It's a little bit funny. Everyone breaking their face against Inter and then they're constantly playing seems, with 11 it men. It seems
1: immature to me. Imm- immature and unprofessional for a player. From a, yeah, from to a to player, yes, definitely like he should he should There are people stop. who who get paid to do that, you know? But exactly. I guess at the end of the day if he thinks it's obvious and fucking power to him express yourself, you know? Exactly. He's but, a
0: what what, what what
1: do you call those guys? Activist. He's, he's an, an activist. activist yes, Rabio and Thorsby. The exactly. Two activists in say what was <laughs> Thorsby's thing again? Th- Thorsby, didn't he speak
0: out about the LGBTQIA? No, plus no, that's Egdal. Oh, oh my god. Oh, yeah, no, there okay. are three activists. Two of them are some. Sampdoria. be was some
1: science guy, an, an activist, um, an advocate, sorry, for, for climate for change. For climate change, yes. Yeah, yes. And an environmentalist and the founder of the We Play Green football movement. With
0: uh, smoke green, baby,
1: With more green here. That's how we do it at 3 o'clock, baby. Woo woo! But anyway. Um, <laughs> Juve are currently 4th with 63 points, 5 points ahead of Roma and 4 points behind Napoli Bologna are 13th, 38 points and guess what? They have a game in hand against Inter
0: (laughs) So the next game we're going to be covering is Lazio 1, Torino 1 Fuck you for getting this right, the previous encounter was also Torino 1, Lazio 1 so Lazio and Torino have drawn each of their last 3 Serie A encounters, the last time this happened was back in 1977. Lazio coming off a 2 match winning streak including victories over Sassuolo and Genoa, while Torino are coming off an impressive 0-0 draw to Milan. <laughs> Lazio made no changes to their starting 11 that beat Genoa 4-1, while Torino made 2 direct changes with Itzo replacing Zima and Aina replacing Singo. So, for the play by play in the 29th minute, Bremer headed off the post, and Felipe Anderson also ended up heading the ball off the line after Itzzo's header. So, you know, Torino were fucking pressing early on, man.
2: Yes, sir. And
0: then in the 56th minute, Pellegrini managed to score a fantastic header after Ricardo Rodriguez corner. And then later on, there was a fantastic save by Berisha of a Milinkovic Savic header. It was late drama then when Lazio managed to get an equaliser, it was in the 92nd minute, Ciro Immobile, so it was Milinkovic Savic again with a lot of space down the right hand side and he let in an early cross which caused Berisha to come out but uh, come out to claim but he didn't commit to it totally and Immobile was there to head in, his 25th goal of the season.
1: Savic. Is
0: so complete, man. Savage is the he best midfielder in the league.
1: If, if you look at that cross, he could have easily been the one giving it. He could have easily been the one at the end of it. Yeah, and that's such nice. a rare quality for to sure. Have. For you know, sure. to be as good at delivering a cross as you are at fucking executing it. Mm. When, really.
0: when when it comes to his qualities now, mm-hmm. the guy from Serial Spotlight is comparing him to Zidane. Shut up! <laughs> I'm not comparing him. I'm not comparing it's the him. the
1: one with the mustache. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> He's the weird one.
0: <laughs> I'm not comparing him to Zidane, but that size and that technique in a central really? midfielder reminds me of Zidane a little okay. bit. And the fact that he can hit the ball, he can cross the ball, how he can play the Zidane ball. How tall was then, bro? That was like 6 foot, dude. I'm quite, I'm quite sure. Let's fact check that really quick. Okay, learn how to spell Zidane.
1: <laughs> Zidane height, we're talking 1.85.
0: Yeah, exactly, so six foot, still nowhere as tall as Milinkovic-Savic, but you get what I mean, you get what I mean In this game, I feel like Torino put up a great fight, and for a second, I thought they did it I know Lazio were pushing forward and pushing forward and pushing forward, but it did seem like Torino were going to get away with three points But Lazio were persistent, persistent, and they kept on fighting until they got that goal Immobile is just so consistent for Lazio, man, it's not even a joke he is their greatest striker of all time, I would say, literally.
1: Yeah, I mean for sure, definitely. No, even statistically. So uh, it's not really Oh wait,
0: they had they had Piola as well, Lazio. But Immobile but... has has equaled his record yeah. for amounts of goals uh, with, with Lazio. Exactly. Because so... Piola went on
1: to Juve, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um I want to point out, bro, how, how happy I am that Ricardo Rodriguez has found a manager that can utilize his strengths Mm. Because Ricardo Rodriguez is in a very delicate position in his career right now, mm. where where he can't quite, he doesn't have the speed to play full back in the modern yeah, game, to play
0: in his natural yeah. position. While like. he
1: doesn't have the height or the strength to play in a two at the back. Mm. So in a three at the back, out left, you know, and actually like on set pieces and things like that you're getting the most out of his qualities. And he had a really good game. He did have a really good game. So. I
0: compare him when it comes to his progression as a player to of yeah. Polarov had a similar situation He was being deployed In a 3 at the back At, at Inter at some point As well Never a consistent uh, starter
1: And never quite well To be honest And,
0: and, and never quite well For Inter But uh, well, But You see You see what I mean Yeah um,
1: I also want to highlight By the way Bro Ritchie had his first Good performance, like properly good performance with Torino It was like sh- shades of what we saw at Empoli
0: Exactly, I, I think I think more more to come for Richie I, for I, sure. I rate him a lot as a as a footballer, man And I can't wait to see more of him next season Obviously if, if they keep their manager on board as well yes, sir. Um, I think Berisha had a good game He had a couple of good saves But I think he can be criticised for that goal at the end he, You know, I think had he committed... Or had he at least made his mind up earlier, it would have been a very different scenario, man But he seemed caught between two minds, yeah. and you can't do that with a mobile rushing towards you
1: Perhaps, um, I think that was just... Berisha's movement there really reflects on how good that Milinkovic savage ball was Because yeah, it was perfectly, perfectly, perfectly in no man's land, you know, yeah. perfectly placed like, right between Immobile and Berisha To the point exactly. that Berisha thought he could get it He moved out, realised he couldn't step back And that's that's how you know the ball is perfect When the mm. goalkeeper is confused
0: Yeah, I agree, I agree A brilliant ball by him And that probably caught Berisha off-guard off quite quite a little bit um, But he had a, a super save in particular On Milinkovic-Savic, man yes. It was super, that two-handed save Moments before the goal as well Yeah um, but but yeah, I think, I th- I think this was a, a very tight game, I think Torino really brought it Lazio had 48% possession to Torino's 52% And Torino even outshot Lazio, Lazio had 10 shots and Torino had 12 So, I don't know, you predicted the draw, bro yes. What did you anticipate in this match that made you think, alright, this is going to be a draw?
1: So, this season, I have believed in Torino Mm. Right, I, I think that Yerich is a fantastic manager. I think they have quite a few important pieces there, and I think that they have what it takes to do some damage against the top sides. And we've mm. seen it, you know, we've we seen them play seen yes. play really well against the top sides, particularly and there was, compared to last season. Yeah. And there's something that you need to have a, a tough mentality to get past the Torino side, mm-hmm. and that is something I feel like the slots you struggle with, you know, right now. They're still in an adaption period, of course, to Sarri. You know, they had this is their first season under him. Still, um, they are quite limited. You know, like when the first eleven isn't really performing, the options of the bench aren't. Really yeah, they're quite, they're quite weak as yeah. as
0: we've as we've spoken about we before. Have,
1: yes, like for example, they brought on Cataldi, Bazej, and Luca Romero to deal with it. One That's the, wacky. Luca Romero is a seventeen-year-old. Like my god, you know what I mean. Power um, to him, like, whatever. and Torino start off well, and they are the type of team that you need to beat through changes if you can't start, it's true. start off well. Like It's true, so I, I think. I think
0: Lazio are the contrary to Milan. Lazio enjoy having space, they enjoy having time on the ball, but once you pressure them, I think they crumble, man. And that's what happened against Roma as well. I know you can't compare Torino to Roma, but I mm. think that is the situation with Lazio.
1: True, they, I mean, sorry, he's a master of opening teams up, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. so I guess that is a very fair statement to make, but yeah, that was my logic. I was like, if, if someone's gonna take if there's gonna be an upset this week, it's gonna be this one. That's yeah,
0: fair, fair enough, fair enough. And I, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head, though. so well done, well done. I'm gonna to get you. two
1: kits, you know. Oh, one from my the prediction God. I series, never one thought from about immobile.
0: that. I never thought about how I could potentially end up spending like 180 euro on kits for you because
1: of a game. like Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and Saswall of on as well. Three active bets. Uh, don't, don't, three? Three, the prediction series, the top scorer, and who finishes ahead of who, Sassuolo or Verona?
0: Right, I might take a loan. <laughs> you might take a loan <laughs> to, to, buy, me, to
1: loan. buy me three Saponara kids. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have four. Fucking right, right, dude. So, so but, but anyway, I think we could conclude
0: this game. It was a, a tight affair, one of the more exciting ones in this, in this week as well. Um, another late late dramatic equaliser, much like the Derby del Sole, Lazio are now in 6th place on 56 points, they're 2 behind Roma and 2 ahead of Fiorentina, who have a game in hand by the way Torino on the other hand are in 11th place on 40 points, they're 6 behind Sassuolo and 1 ahead of Udinese, who obviously just lost to Salernitana in that game in hand
1: the next match We're going to be covering Is Fiorentina one Venezia nil. The previous encounter Was a 1-0 victory To Venezia Actually thanks to An Aramu goal I remember By that the upset. way If anyone has seen Aramu lately Please um, Remind him That he has a job to do for my, <laughs> for my fantasy football team Because I keep starting him And he doesn't do anything <laughs> Now There hasn't been a draw In this fixture bro Since 1947 Mike It was a 1-1 draw In Florence Since then these sides have faced off 15 times With 10 wins for Fiorentina And 5 for Venezia Fiorentina came into this game Coming off a great 3-2 away win At Napoli And are now on a 3-match winning streak Venezia on the other hand Are on a 7-match losing streak And were coming off a 1-0 home loss to Udinese Torreira and Maleh Replaced Amrabat and Duncan in midfield While Icoane got the nod over Sapanara Who did not even feature this game. Nope Caldara and Mathieu came <laughs> on for Madolo and Ebuehi, while Tessman replaced Ampadu and Johnson replaced the injured Sans. Quite an offensive approach yeah. by Venezia here. Um, they maybe thought they could do it again, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what they thought, but... Um, They were wrong. 17th minute, um, Icones struck the post after linking up well with Torreira and got a shot away from a tight angle, smashing the far post. In the 19th minute, there was a penalty check, but it was not awarded for Fiorentina as Castrovilli was brought down inside the box. Um, I feel the need to address that Castrovilli has torn his ACL and and his his lateral lateral meniscus meniscus and will be out for a while. So, Terrible. power to him, come on, guy
0: yeah. and, and Torreira is also out for, for 15 days for 15 So a bit days. of a, an injury crisis over there for Fiorentina Ahead over the, of next the two Milan weeks. game, yeah whoop, Now, whoop.
1: in in the 30th minute, Torreira Can I just
0: say the last time Fiorentina played Milan and they won 4-3 And Vlaovic was on steroids They had their two centre-backs missing Now they oh, have yes. their two central midfielders
1: That is a um, fantastic observation hmm. And a very... Nihilistic negative comment. <laughs> That has sent me spiraling right now. I don't know. I don't know. How I'm going to record the rest. <laughs> so Torreira scored. There was a free kick by Biragi. It was whipped into the back post, and Igor, the man of the moment right now for Fiorentina, in mm. my opinion, he squared it. The ball came off a couple of defenders and fell to Torreira, um, the man of the moment as well. Another mm-hmm. man of the moment here. The two. So guys. many men of the moment. So many men. Of, two men of the moments for Fiorentina right now, and mm. they almost linked up here with a, with a bunch of confusion in the mm. middle. Eventually, Torreira toe-poked it into an empty net. I believe that's his fifth goal of the season. Something um, um. Wow. Hey, hey, hey. Who would have thought? Yeah, especially for a guy that can't shoot. Like, like he's been we, getting we a lot of toe pokes. Cri- we
0: criticized him and he hasn't stopped scoring. Yeah, man, that, that that's what happens, and I hate this shit. I hate how my voice is heard by the public. <laughs> <laughs> the entire thing of, of having a podcast. But these guys can shit on me so much, man. They like, can,
1: man, if they go back through the archives. We'll do that, and by the way, after the season ends, we'll go through what we said and we'll take snippets from the True. Most...
0: true. We'll need to listen yep. to like what? Fucking seven days of, <laughs> of, of recording. recordings to, to be able to find them but all. No
1: problem, I'll take three days, you take three days And then we'll do one day takes together one. And Mintov takes one game. Thank you Mintov Cheers right. man So Fiorentina on the first half bro Were playing mm-hmm. some really nice fluid football They looked like Correct. kind of like a, a prime Barcelona I guess uh, During uh-huh. those Italiano a few ball. moments Yes I guess Yeah Italiano ball was in full flow Against Venezia probably do allow you To to, yeah, to look like that so, yeah. so maybe the comparison Isn't as extreme um, <laughs> Prime Barca Beating Real 4-1 And exactly. 6-2 Like fucking. But these guys beat Venezia 1-0 <laughs> <laughs> And then But that's That's the problem here Italiano literally And, and Fiorentina as a whole Settled for the 1-0 and towards the end of the game, the last they 10 minutes were football. even kicking the ball up with no plan just to sit back and defend like they yeah. were allowing them to attack them. Yeah. which was weird to see in my opinion. but they you know, didn't allow Venezia to counter. they had 69 yeah. percent ball possession.
0: they kept it up they even managed to get 22 shots away to Venezia's three. so I think they really depleted the opposition. but again, you know I, I don't like one 0 yeah. they're very scary True. man.
1: And to be honest with you They could have added to their tally But Maempah and goal Was actually really good this she game He was so good man. Um, He pulled off A grand total Of four saves Not bad I mean four saves four, uh, saves, for yeah. Yeah. saves four good saves But four good saves Four very good saves By Mom, Um Of course Bro Torreira Scored again with a full set of teeth This time Fiorentina True. pushing up the table Venezia pushing down What's going on? So uh, I, I think
0: Fiorentina are at a stage now where they took a hit when they lost Vlaovic. They did take a hit, alright? They were still getting points, but they they took a big hit. They could no longer rely on the big Serbian man up front and they aren't getting the quantity of goals as well that they were getting there, barring obviously the, the Napoli game where they got three goals away from home. Um, but they have found themselves since losing Vlaovic They have adapted um, They have two guys in, in Cabral and Piontek That have stepped up up front When one's missing, the other one's available if, And that has been consistent
1: If Fiorentina win their game in hand They are four points behind Juve
0: Fiorentina have just been nuts When, when you think about where they were last season, dude mm-hmm, the For sure It's fucking crazy are we- They are the most
1: improved team from last season Without yeah. the shadow of a doubt Just goes to show... Uh, Again, I never get tired saying this. Goes to show what a dummy Comiso was for sticking mm. to Iacchini, but anyway.
0: True, true.
1: And Italiano, what a fucking, what a
0: fucking manager. The guy came out of nowhere with Spezia. He did bits for them. And now, in case you doubted what he did with Spezia, this is a, a great example of what this guy can do. And I see him now making a move to... A top Serie A team And, and even spending a, a large amount of time over there Maybe this is someone that probably Juve won't go for him Because Juve like a manager that has won things before To fit the mentality mm. of the club But going to a, for example, Inter Or maybe after Mourinho inevitably does three seasons at Roma Going to Roma, for example mm. Or if Sarri dies <laughs> he, He'll go to Lazio <laughs> so, Something like that Or... Fiorentina will become the team That they were back in the day Under that's, him That's, that's another ideal. one
1: That would be cool huh? that would be really And I'm cool, really man. looking forward To seeing Fiorentina Back in Europe man hey, Their stadium oh Their God. kids it's gonna be, be it Europa League Be it the There's Champions League They're such a League, brand eh Fiorentina be, uh, man a, I adore for sure, them For sure And you can wear your tracksuit bro Exactly And you can wear your Saponara kit Fucking legend Fucking right dude you, no. want <laughs> um, yes. you want we kiss? Yes You want we No so Fiorentina, bro. <laughs> I don't know if you want to add anything to this game.
0: Uh, no, no, nothing, nothing okay. in particular. I think that was the the story of the game. You know, Fiorentina dominated, yeah. and then they played for the one. And
1: Venezia, unfortunately for them, were lackluster. They were unlucky at the point when the ball didn't roll over the line. There was a bit of confusion yeah, yeah, in the area, yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. they didn't have enough to to get it done. Um, Fiorentina are seven fifty six points. Fourth has 63, and Fiorentina have a game in hand as we discussed. If they win it, they'll be four points behind Juve with five games to go. While Venezia are 18th, 22 points, um, six points behind Cagliari, and level with Genoa, but Venezia have a game in hand against Salernitana, of course. Exactly, exactly. So, the
0: next day we're going to be covering is Atalanta 1, Verona 2. The previous encounter was Atalanta 2, Verona 1, when Verona were at home. So, For the first time under Gasperini, Atalanta have lost 3 matches in a row, including Europa League, whilst Verona have conceded goals in each of their last 20 Serie A away games. Pretty concerning stuff there for both teams. These sides are 2 out of the 5 sides in Serie A that have scored the most goals from open play in the current Serie A season. Atalanta are coming off an away defeat to Sassuolo, whilst Verona are coming off a 2-0 away loss to Inter, so both teams looking to get back to winning ways. For Atalanta, it was the classic overhaul of changes coming into this game So Sportiello, Toloi, Petzella, Pessina, Pasalic and Berančuk were replaced by Musso, Palomino, Zappacosta, Miners, Derun, and Malinowski Too much, in my opinion, bro, <laughs> just too much And Verona had an unchanged side
1: It's not the man that's important, it's the system
0: Exactly, exactly so for the play-by-play, Faroni hit the post early on the game, after Lazovic crossed to the far post, Faroni came in sliding to make contact and hit the outside of the post. Caprari had an opportunity from a free-kick where his fucking shot literally shaved the woodwork, it even just clipped the top of the crossbar. In the 30th minute, Gunter was subbed out, he seemed to be injured but he was also carrying a yellow card and he was replaced by Sotalo. In the 34th and then Malinowski went out injured for Miranchuk. In the 47th minutes in the first half, Ceccherini opened the scoring after Caprari played Simeone through, who chipped the ball over the oncoming Musso and Ceccherini was there to head in. There was a VAR check, it was quite extended as well, Ceccherini did look like he was offside, but the technicalities of football state that he was not. In the 52nd minute, Coop Miners scored an own goal. That made Jake lose on Fanta. Illich and Tamez linked up well with a 1-2 to bring Illich through on goal. The oncoming Musso blocked the shot, but it deflected off Coop Miners, who was running back and into the back of his own net. That Coop
1: Miners' own goal lost me four fantasy football games. Four. That's fucking... Two league games and two cup games. Four games. I lost them all
0: 1-0. Jesus Christ. Jesus, we should talk about our Fanta at the end of this podcast the as shit. well because the shit is literally like Serie A at the moment. It is. In the 78th minute, there was a triple substitution for Verona when they brought on 50 Cent, I yes. believe, as well. <laughs> Hongla. <laughs> Hongla came on with our chain. Like, what's with all these guys just coming on with jewelry? Like, they always obviously... We forgot to
1: discuss it. The Inzola incident.
0: That was against Was space, that against yeah. Inter? Yes yeah, That was against Inter yeah, 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 Not in yeah. the last week no. When well, he came on with an earring And he, they couldn't take it out <laughs> I believe <laughs> it was
1: against Inter I'm not sure if it was last week Actually right now I've been discombobulated And <laughs> um, basically <laughs> wow. um, Inzola came on with an earring um, played for eight minutes Couldn't take it off His You know The whole team was trying to help him Take the earring off They managed And they subbed him out Humiliating I think crazy. it was against Inter To be honest And then Hongla Had a similar experience Which wasn't quite as embarrassing no. Um He was wearing this Thick 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 Gold chain Like how do you forget that yeah. Around your neck I think he did it on purpose And um, so You know Like a he, lucky charm He or had a should. bunch of like Coaches around him Trying to take this chain off him And eventually they managed Well it was moments later After that
0: Kevin Lasagna gets the ball, you know, far out as fuck. Takes a few touches, swivels left, swivels right, unleashes a shot from almost 30 yards out and hits the post. This was so good that Atalanta scored one minute later. And the replay showed the Kevin Lasagna strike <laughs> The first replay showed the Kevin Lasagna strike I forgot about Scalvini's <laughs> fucking goal like Scalvini's
1: first goal Ever <laughs> showing
0: replays of Lasagna What a goal by Scalvini in the 82nd Now this was a free yeah. header That way, The ball was crossed in by Zappa Costa He had a free header And he headed perfectly into the bottom corner But I say what a goal Because there, was, there were a lot of players Jostling to win that ball in front of him His vision of the ball was totally impeded Probably... Any player would have anticipated that they were going to get to that ball instead of him. But he remained focused, he remained ready, and he headed the ball in perfectly. An experienced goal by such a young man. And I was impressed, and he seemed so happy, man. It's like instantly just that scream and that, and that fist bump and quickly running back because he wants to get the points. Was It's so nice to see young players coming on and doing that, man. For sure, bro. So, Atalanta are clearly struggling, bro, and they struggled in this match. They're failing to adapt to all of the changes before and throughout the game, bro. Mm. These changes are too much. Like, we get it, dude. We get it. You have a versatile team. They can all play the system, but enough is enough. This is too
1: much for the team to cope with. (laughs) It is too much. Who is their starting eleven, bro? Good luck. Like, good luck. Have you ever... I don't know if the listeners are aware of DraftKings. DraftKings is a... Is a betting game, an online betting game where you basically draft the team and depending on how many touches they take, goals they score, stats they rank up, the players get you points. Exactly. Taking Atalanta players is a nightmare in this game because is, they man. are all subbed out in the first half. Like first half, triple substitution. You yeah. know it's what I mean? like, fucking nuts. It's way too much, man. It, it, it Perhaps is way it's, too much. it's too much right now. We're seeing it as too much because the depth isn't quite there anymore. When they had the depth for it, we praised it. Yeah, you that's know? true. Um, When they take out, I don't know. But it is an overkill. I feel like it was slightly more controlled before, man. It's always been quite extreme, to be honest. Especially the rotations and the in game substitutions. Like, they've always been wacky. Wacky, wackily Mm -hmm. high, you know. Wacky, wacky. But um, nowadays, you know, it's just. Petzella is coming off the bench. Miranchuk is coming off the bench. Now granted he's a he's a good player. Miran, Miran Chuk. Chuk is very good. I wanted he's to really highlight him. Um, he is good.
0: He brings on he brings on something. He, he's he's a bit of a uh fuck me, why am I why am I blanking out? Fuck me, man. It, it, a, attacking midfielder Roma was at United, scored a scorpion kick for United. Mikitarian Mikitarian yes. my god. All, all these M's Miranchuk, Malinovsky, mikitarian <laughs> got me got got me a bit Mintov. confused. Mintoff as well. Um shout out. Um, but yeah, another guy I want to highlight for Atalanta before we talk a bit about Verona is Palomino I feel like Palomino is one of the best defenders in the league He's just fantastic, man, Palomino he is.
1: When it comes to recoveries, he's always in the top, in the top tier yep. Every single week, week in, week out. Yep.
0: He's got a set of balls on him and he's got... He's got an intelligent mind as well, man, to play with. He together. does.
1: He won eight aerial duels against Verona. How old is he? 32? 32, yes. 32. Okay, so on the and older for side... for those of you who don't know, Palomino was actually brought in brought in because Papu Gomez recommended him. He uh-huh. used to play with him in Argentina. Yep. And that's why Atalanta brought in. It.
0: Yep. And then, mm. you know, Gasparini punched him in the face. <laughs> but anyway, Verona showing that they are still very, very much capable. Um, and they have now overtaken Sassuolo in the league, which obviously puts me in debt by
1: a lot. Around 180 euro. So I'm going to get three kits from right, you, most likely. Um I think I'll choose the first two and leave the last one up to a poll oh, on social media. You're so sweet. Why don't you no, if you do actually win
0: three, you should choose one, let me choose one and another one for a poll. Deal. deal B- like sure. uh, come on, I bought
1: your saponara Fiorentino exactly. one. I think I think I know your I know your taste. You know my taste in yeah. in weird players. Exactly. <laughs> in inconsistent gods. <laughs> yeah, but
0: you know, on on one hand here we have Verona that just beat Atalanta On the other hand, we had Sassuolo that lost to Cagliari That we'll get to um, But it's still obviously the flip of a coin Of which one is going to end up end up over the other um, Sassuolo is still a, a powerhouse And I would pay so much money To watch Sassuolo, Verona At least one more time this
1: season, man Yeah yeah, to be honest with you, they they do play some fucking nice football. Those yeah. two, two of teams. my favorite teams outside outside of Milan. Obviously. And we're witness. We should enjoy the Sassuolo while they're still together because this team is gonna be completely raided It's like that with Sassuolo every yeah. season. Every, every season, like, but I enjoy. it You know, this time it's for real because Berardi is probably going. Berardi yeah. is the talisman. You know, mm-hmm. he's been the constant. Exactly. We'll see what
0: happens with Sassuolo. If they lose, if they lose all of their players, then it's yeah. fucking worrying. We might see them.
1: We'll 15th, see what they do, though. We'll and see how Madonna. they recover from Maybe they make some smart purchases Who knows Exactly
0: Imagine we went to watch them And then the next season They got relegated Like <laughs> how bad um, But the game was You know Ver- Verona did well to, to Come out with three points They deserved the three points Yeah they as well. outplayed Atalanta mm-hmm. But it was quite a tight affair it was, it was Tighter than some might anticipate So the possession was 56% for Atalanta And 44% for mm-hmm. Verona Goal attempts were 17 for Atalanta and 21 for Verona This was entered Bro, Monday was an incredible day to be alive It really was Monday. There was obviously Napoli-Roma And then after that, this spectacle of a game between Verona and Atalanta man. End-to-end stuff really I mean, what, what was that? 17 Atalanta, 17,
1: shots, Atalanta 20, shots, 21 Verona Yeah,
0: shots. 4 wow. on target for Atalanta 6 on target for Verona Atalanta had 142 plays that could have been deemed attacks
1: yeah, dangerous a attacks. Game. Dangerous right? attacks. No, no sorry, at the, no, my exactly. bad. had 142 attacks, 70 were deemed dangerous. They, they just keep piling forward. Unfortunately for them, without any luck right now. Yeah, no, no
0: luck, no luck whatsoever. And and obviously, like we said earlier, probably Gasperini needs a little mm-hmm. bit of criticism. Let's let's talk about that. Sure. Do you think that? Obviously, luck hasn't been on Atalanta's side either. Mm-hmm. But could you criticize Gasperini for being
1: eighth at the moment? Um Considering the fact that they didn't really strengthen his squad I would even go as far as saying they, they weakened his squad And now probably, again, as we've discussed before this The depletion came thanks to Gasperini, most likely you know, mm. And the poor man management When you're saying the depletion, you're saying because they got it off Like Gossens leaving, Papo leaving, you know, well. all the best players kind of you Know leaving, there was a bit of misfortune as well with Zapata's injuries with mm-hmm. Ilicic, you know, and the whole thing That's that true. happened That's with the, him. Those two are, um, bad they bad. had cri- uh, quite a few crises, yeah, crisis, crisis, crisis this season, <laughs> yes. Um, so I wouldn't go, I wouldn't take it out too much. On Gas, we've seen what Gasprini can do with a healthy team. What I would do is try to. To bolster his team a little bit, give him yeah. some talent, you know, give him some time for Boga as well to adapt. Give him, you know, this game wasn't particularly fair. Zapata's came back from injury. Boga hasn't adapted yet. You yeah. know, there, Muriel isn't really as sharp as he used to be. No, no. There, I, I mean, the only positive
0: that, that I could take from Atalanta's season so far is that they have discovered Coupe Miners. Yes. I would say that that is their. They're pro, and obviously they they strengthen the goalkeeping department by bringing in Musa as well. But other than that, Atalanta have dipped tremendously. But with their new ownership in the beginning of next season, yes, exactly, we'll exciting, see them. Exciting. We'll see them fighting because giving Gasperini a new injection
1: of talent is exactly what he needs at the moment. For sure, and some talent that might be able to. I mean, we see them buy nobodies and they hit the ground running. So let yeah. alone if they actually buy some some decent fucking players exactly exactly some established players exactly
0: um, but yeah Verona did what they had to do Atalanta once again dropping points it's it's ridiculous they're they're on like 14 points from the from the start of, of January crazy stuff massive crisis going on there we probably will not be seeing them in Europe next season in yeah. any way shape or form um they're currently in eighth place on 51 points, they're actually 5 points behind Lazio and they have a game in hand, so that could potentially be narrowed down to 2 Verona are then 3 points behind Atalanta but Atalanta do have that game in hand once again on 48 points
1: The next game we're gonna be covering proved to be an epic upset between Cagliari and Sassuolo Cagliari won, Sassuolo nil The previous encounter was a 2-2 draw and Sassuolo beat them 1-0 in the Coppa Italia earlier this season too Coming into this game, these sides had drawn each of their last five league encounters And had a 67% draw rate in say one of the highest in the league <laughs> So I don't know if anyone out there put some, some money on this one on a draw Yeah. Sassuolo were coming off a 2-1 victory over the struggling Atalanta While Cagliari came into the smash on a five-game losing streak after their 2-1 away loss to Juve Toljan and Ferrari came on for Muldur and Ihan As Fratesi replaced Henrique And Defrel replaced the once again absent Berardi Grassi came on for Lico Giannis for the Sardinians As Dalber was pushed out wide And Keita Balde replaced Pavolletti. Last week we asked where Keita Balde was This week we got an answer There he is Thank Re- you very much, dude Thank, thank you, you. <laughs> So in the 42nd minute The first goal and the only goal actually Came... Through Deola um, Thanks to a Marin assist It was a Fucking beautiful Left footed in swinging cross That made its way Past the defenders And came sl- And Deola Sorry Came sliding in um, And slotted it in From home From close range You could see him running Underneath the supporters You know Pumping his chest um, What did the commentator say in the, in the match He said That he's fired up No uh, Look how look how fired, fired up him. he is <laughs> <laughs> He was really fired up Like And that. Again, I want to say fifth, fourth, fifth goal of the season, something like that. Something Deola. like that. Deola has been, yeah, a, he's been a, a constant really mention. If on you this play Fanta Culture, next season, you might be able to pick him up for one credit. That would be quite cheeky, huh? Mm-hmm. He's got goals in him, this guy. Yeah, and put, he's going to go you, into the season full of confidence. If you don't take him for one credit, I'll push you up to seven, bro. Ooh, 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 ooh. In the 94th minute, Pereiro attempted to square the ball and it was hit by Juricic and it hit his, his own post like would have been a wacky, yeah, wacky, wacky, wacky own Coop goal. Similar to Coop Miners. Similar to Coop Miners. It would have been wild. So, bro, yes, Deola can confirm it. It was his fourth goal of the season. Um, Cagliari overpowered Sassuolo, who once again proved to be Robin Hood, yeah. stealing points from the rich and giving them to the poor. Honestly, I would bet on Sassuolo to beat a top team, but I would never bet on them to beat our team. I lower would agree with team. you
0: there, man. I uh, genuinely and and we thought recently that that they were on a roll of beating the lower mm. teams as well, but there you go, man. There mm. you have it. And
1: we've discussed why we think that this is the case. You can tune into earlier episodes. We do mention that Sassuolo, you know, don't really have a strong fan base. Not many fans mm. go to the stadium. There's no real pressure on them, you know what I mean? So when they play, it's to impress Exactly The big um, squads basically. Yeah To impress the big teams Basically Or to, to make a name For themselves out there
0: Yeah But
1: anyway Salieri
0: Sass- fucking overpowered Sassuolo on this game
1: man. they were Far the better side I mean that firepower They were showing I don't know if they Overpowered them per se Because Sassuolo At the end of the day Did have 63% Ball possession mm. Um mm. Uh, But Cagliari had more shots Though they had 16 in total Eight on target All saved by Consili Um, But of course he Wanks in the shower Yes (laughs) That's why he has never been selected For the Italian national team According to Matthew's conspiracy theory Why else? (laughs) They called him up once And he couldn't stop wanking in the shower (laughs) So they never called him up That's the only explanation He's too good He's too good to have never been called up As a third choice Come on Like at least But anyway Fucking merit, man Yes, um, but anyway, bro, basically Sassuolo did that thing where they passed a lot. They tried to, you know, slowly, slowly get past the Scagliari side, but Scagliari pressed well. They pressed high, they pressed hard, they absorbed, yeah. and they actually played really well. My standout performer for the Scagliari side was Bellanova, bro. Oh, Bellanova's always so good, man. He is, he, he's been one of their more consistent
0: players this season, down the right-hand side. I mean, it's difficult to deny his quality. He's very quick. He has... Apart from the fact that he's quick, because being quick is easy for a quick person. You know <laughs> what I mean? But his bursts of pace are incredible from being at a totally standstill position to going at whatever kilometers an hour he goes at. Yeah. Like it's very, very impressive, man.
1: For sure, bro. The defence was solid. Altare, Lovato and Carboni put in a decent shift, of course, Deola in the middle. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Um Grassi played a decent game. Now Grassi, Grassi every game. time every time I watch Grassi, I think. Okay like, like? Yeah like what's, what's he excellent at exactly. You know what I mean Like what, exactly. what are his traits But he's, he's quite complete He played He played pretty well this game
0: Yeah that, like
1: No mistakes Yes that's really. it, That's it. By, very by, important by Grassi At the stage in this that's season That's how it was And a player of his age Cagliari currently sits 17th in the league With twenty eight points, six from the relegation zone While Sassuolo sits 10th with 46 points And they drop 2 points below Hellas Verona Give me my money so the next game we're going to be covering is Udinese 4 Empoli 1. The previous
0: encounter was a 3-1 victory for Empoli. Never really see things like this happening but but a big margin for both teams in in both in both legs. So, Empoli have won three of their last five against Udinese in Serie A, including the fixture I just mentioned. Udinese are currently on a three-match winning streak. This was, obviously, guys, before their loss to Salernitana yesterday. Um, So, Udinese were, rather, on a three-match winning streak, and they were also coming off a 2-1 away victory in Venice. Empoli coming off a 0-0 draw to Spezia, as they now haven't won a Serie A match in 16 matches, as they face Napoli next. Pereira came on for Arslan and Success replaced Beto on the starting eleven, while Parisi, Romagnoli and Viti went out for Ismaili, Luperto and Libby. Zurkowski was out for Benassi and La Mantia replaced Di Francesco once again. We're seeing a struggling team making a few too many changes. So in the 6th minute, Ismaili put the ball into his own net as he looked to volley Molina across the safety, but mishit the ball which ended up in the back of his own net. What an own goal, man. What a finish with the (laughs) outstep. One of the players that came on in this rotation and maybe it wasn't such a good idea. Well, he he made a massive mistake in the
1: 6th minute. That was one of the more bizarre goals that that you'll see, man. When you concede a goal so early on, you really risk the game getting out of hand. It might sound obvious, but the fact that the team has to now focus on attacking... Leave so many gaps open And to be honest Udinese just exploited them Like Yeah I think about Ismaili as well His confidence After
0: making a mistake Yeah in the 6th minute In the 6th minute man At Like I know they... a lot of people Would say oh, 84 to go They have time mm. Not normally the case
1: Yeah Not normally the case um, They actually held out For the rest of the first half And in the second True. half True and then in the second
0: half. It was in the fifty-second minute where Delafeu scored. The Spaniard placed the ball low and hard into the bottom corner from just outside the box. It's his eleventh goal of the season. Wow! Wow! This is
1: the Delafeu of Milan. This is the Delafeu of Watford. This is the Delafeu that we we are used to. There was a moment with Udinese where he didn't seem to like find his footing, but now he he's doing. Well. He he was part of a a weird project that
0: didn't allow him to settle into one place, man. He had all those transfers You mentioned them Within those two teams yeah. And then between Udinese and Watford He was transferred Back and forth For a simple business project That yeah. they have going on He
1: wanted to stay At um, At Milan, Milan. But uh-huh. was bought by Was bought back By Barcelona Because Recalled rather Yeah By recalled. Barcelona uh-huh. And then sold for a profit and then transferred from Watford to Udineza Who have the same owners like So he really is a victim of like the business side of football Oh, for
0: sure, man For sure I would like to see him take a step up I know he isn't a young footballer anymore um, How old is he actually? Can I fact check this? I remember, bro, when I was a kid I would be able to tell you how old any footballer is And what number hey, they were
1: hey, Nowadays, it's a bit more difficult hey, He's 28 man. years old Look at his picture on who scored, bro That's fucking hilarious Is that, is that the guy from One Direction? <laughs> Nile Horst Nile yeah, that's Nile horse, man. <laughs> Literally.
0: No, that 28, he, he could still make a move up, man. He could go to for sure. Fucking yeah. Lazio and feature. Maybe Lazio is a bad example because they have two very talented guys down the left and Fiorentina as well, for example. Yeah, I mean, but go to Milan. He could go to go Milan. to Milan. You know what I mean? If, if Rebic goes out, and we need someone to to um, uh, swap with Leao every now and then, or even play on, the right, play on the right. He can the play on the is right. is
1: very capable of playing on the right. You remember that game against Bologna when, when Milan were down to nine? And mm. he was playing down the right, mm. and he was tearing it up, like and he even assisted see. the winning goal. Hey man, pass, yeah, pass, uh, pass, I remember that. that. I remember that. Yeah. I would like to know how how long there's left on
0: his contract because it'd be a, a good pickup for anyone in the league, man. He's a good player at LFL it's and true. the fact you can true. play him out, wide play him as a striker? And he's still got a couple of years I'd left say in him he as has well.
1: A, a year in his contract. I'm, I'm not sure. We'll fact check. That yeah, we'll fact check later.
0: it. Um, later on in the 67th minute, a penalty was awarded to Empoli. Success tripped Lamantia inside the area in the 60. Pinamonti stepped up, stepped up, but he missed the penalty, but it was a retake due to an early entry into the box. Pinamonti again, like, again, like at least fuck. consistency, yeah. at least. Um, in the 70th minute, though, then two minutes later after all that drama, Pinamonti had to step up again, and he put way too much power on it for Vicaria to keep it out. He got to it, he got a touch, it wasn't the, the cleanest of penalties, but obviously it was ending up. This in the back time
1: Pinamonti converts. <laughs> In the 79th think, minute. Sorry, I'm gonna interrupt you, but I think we've watched so much football that we can successfully commentate. And bro, okay, I'm gonna put it out there. Matthew is the meanest, deadliest commentator in the game. Like, Me? you are you are a lit commentator, bro. Sometimes you play I FIFA think I'm good, and he man. just starts commentating and it's brilliant. You know what? We'll post something on TikTok. We should a, we a should, video should, and you commenting over oh, I commentating th- over.
0: You right? remember when we were playing um uh What's that racing game called That we played uh, Formula with the 1 girls. The, the, No, no, with the girls, ah, with the girls. Ah, ah, Micro machines Micro machines And I was doing the F1 commentary Go around yeah. the outside Into the champagne Slides into the slipstream So, <laughs> so
1: good, bro So how are you keeping up With everything like But, yeah Great Experience I'm an experienced So we'll, we'll definitely pose that We should, we should It'll be
0: funny It'll be funny Um, In the 79th minute Pussetto Added his name to the score sheet, making it 3-4 Udinese. So he finished from a tight angle after some lovely link-up play between him and Delafoe. They had like four passes completed between them. Delafoe put him clean through and Pussetto finished, no problem. Really clean finish. In the 87th mid again, this is the guy that I, I've mentioned on a few occasions. I picked him up on Fanta in January. I've yeah. been hyping this guy. I like him. Samaricic. He scored a fantastic goal in this game, man. He skipped past Bandinelli and Henderson. And just fucking let a rocket fly from outside of the area to the back of the net with his lethal left foot, man. This guy is going to be great. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to, to seeing his career play out. Now, obviously, a couple of good performances and I, I can't get carried away here. But every time he comes on, he shows us something. So if yeah. he manages to keep that up.
1: 20 years fine.
0: old, eh? 20 only. 20, so, man. Wow. Definitely want to keep an eye on. Like born in 2002, that, this guy. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> in the 94th minute, there was a penalty check for Empoli, but it didn't come through. And Udinese took full three points, winning 4-1 in the process.
1: So, as we discussed last week, Udinese are the type of team that can demolish you nowadays and they can tear you apart hey. and they'll do it in extreme fashion, like in an mm. entertaining way. They have become... Entertainers Udinese Maybe it's the lack of pressure The fact that they're not Getting relegated They're not fighting for anything They're playing Virtually Without any fucking Pressure mm. Literally um, They score bangers You know They humiliate you now, Yeah
0: they're, they're fun to watch Van Udinese they At are. the moment And and one thing I was saying Even in the beginning of the season I always remember Empo- Oh Empoly Madonna um, Udinese being this kind of thing. They are Good defensively because they're such a physical team The most yeah, physically gifted team Typically way better defensively
1: than offensively Exactly But then
0: they can go forward as well man. Days, they, yeah. they, they can go forward even like halfway through the season When Beto broke out, bro We've been seeing this throughout the season for, mm. for Udinese um, In this game, you know, I, I don't want to hype up Udinese that much They just lose to Salernitana as well You so did we say get.
1: earlier on, sorry to talk to you again, I'm horrible um, Udinese would finish in the top 10
0: I, early on, early on, I did say top ten. Um, they're, they're, you know, still, still a long you, way do off. Do you
1: think they're, they're not that far down? They have thirty-nine points in the game, in Handover Sassuolo have forty-six points.
0: Eh, uh, they're, they're pretty. Yeah, they're seven points behind with five mm-hmm. games to go. Yeah. Um, and and they just lost to Salernitana, so it's mm-hmm. it's it's difficult for them to do that, but. Aha! Uh-huh. I I like Udinese. I, I think they're a solid team. They did have a, a rough start, and obviously they had to change a manager as well. Still, with, still with a caretaker yeah. in charge, um, so they're doing well. In this game in particular, bro, Empoli actually were doing a decent job. Like they managed to hang in in the first half. They had 61% possession throughout the game. They had 15 shots, four of them on target. Udinese had 13 shots, but this is obviously where we see them being clinical, having players like Delefo in their team. And they had five on target and four of them were goals. Mm-hmm. So like, they were lethal, but Empoli showed us a bit of spirit, which was cool yeah. to see.
1: It's interesting because there's a saying in football that you rest when you're in possession. Uh-huh. It's more than a fact Than a saying To be yeah, honest yeah. Because you control the tempo You can move it around To the Energetic parts Of the, exactly. t- the pitch You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly um, It's weird to see Someone A team that's so ahead Allow the other team possession You know what I mean? It's yes. true It's true But 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 I guess it they, works. they
0: have they have quite a bit of pace about them with Molina, Delafeo, Beto, When he plays yeah. as well. Success brings a couple, of, uh, brings a bit of pace. Pereira as well, so they could really catch you on the counter. They could yeah. really expose you, and I think that's what they did that's, here. Yeah, we see their their goals came came quite late. Obviously, there was there was the own goal, and then the fifty second, and it was the seventieth and the seventh and the seventy and, and the eighty seventh. Yeah, so. You know what, I mean, they, yeah. they managed to absorb the game as much as possible and, and then they just managed to counter and, and get those goals,
1: man. For sure. I feel like Empoli are really missing Ricci. Since they let him go, they haven't quite been the same.
0: I mean, if you have to see one thing that has changed since Empoli were performing well to now, it was that they lost Ricci. They lost Ricci yeah. in January and they've sucked since January. So that definitely has to be a factor the fact that Richie isn't there anymore. For
1: sure, for sure.
0: Um, Samaridzic, let's just go over him mm-hmm. briefly. He's looked... Uh, how do you think he's looked coming on? I'd like to hear your opinion on, on Samarjic. No, oh,
1: he's looked good. A bit rusty,
0: but good. Mm. Mm. Like, like like I, I, I don't think rusty would be the way but I, I just don't think he's elegant. Mm. You know ah, what I mean? Yeah, he has a bit okay. of a rough... Yeah, there's kind, kind of, of a mean. clunkiness
1: to his game, for yeah. sure. Kind of similar to like these Rebic-type players. Exactly, exactly. You know Rebic I mean, is literally yeah. a player you could compare Clunky. him to. Um, but, but I think he's, he's developing nicely... I'm surprised he doesn't start the games to be honest with. you. I'd like to
0: see him start somewhere. I like that it's you know they're introducing him slowly. Mm-hmm. That could only lead to good things. Maybe they're being patient and maybe we'll say thank God for that later on. Mm-hmm. um but but uh, I am excited to see more of him. I just want it to happen like same at this here. point
1: same here.
0: but yep Udinese are on are in twelfth place. they're on thirty nine points Um, they can over they could have overtaken Torino. Um, last Wednesday, but obviously they lost that game to Salernitana. Empoli 14th, they're one ahead of Spezia and four behind Bologna, who play Inter next week.
1: The next game we're going to be covering is Sampdoria 1, Salernitana 2, a relegation six pointer. That's Salernitana picking up six points out of a possible six in their massive last two. Massive. massive, massive, massive. Could it be the Nicola miracle once again? He's already stated something, but I didn't quite look into it because it was in Italian and I didn't feel like <laughs> translating it. But he has promised to Who do something knows, man? if um, Salernitana sur- survive like yeah, the Crotone a miracle once again. Mm-hmm. Sampdoria and Salernitana have actually never drawn any of their six Serie A matches Jesus. as both sides have won three apiece. Okay, wow. Impressive for Salernitana to have three over Hey, eh, A team with such a historical pedigree. Eh. Sampdoria are now in a 3 Shout match. out to Mr. Mark. We should break him on a <laughs> Remember, Mr. Mark, mathematics. Mm-hmm. Legend. Sampdoria are now in a three-match losing streak as they entered this game coming off a two-nil away loss to Bologna. No side has lost more games in 2022 in the top 5 leagues than Sampdoria with 10 defeats in 13 matches level with Everton and Mallorca. Oh my god. Bro. That's a mental stat. That right? That is a mental stat. Um who knows like what can happen at this point. You know I've been saying that they're quite they're quite safe, they're quite safe. We'll see. You might have been right. Salernitana, Give me of course, a kit, bro. Jesus Christ. No, no. I haven't made a deal. Either. Salernitana were coming off a 2-1 away loss to Roma and four losses on the thr- trot. No Serie A side has gained fewer points than Salernitana in the top five leagues in 2001-2022 2000, with just 16. So we have two Serie A teams over there really representing That's the league nicely. like. <laughs> exactly. There was one change for Sampdoria as took Sabiri's place alongside Caputo up front. In, Fazio and Bonazzoli, out, Obi and Riberi for Salernitana. <laughs> the play-by-play. In the fourth minute, Fazio scored, Mazoki got the assist. His corner was placed into Fazio's area, where ran past Caputo and Berezinski, heading the ball aggressively, leaving both players on the ground. A beast goal. It was, man. He fucking cunted down to the ground, like... Then in the sixth minute, rest in peace, Audero. <laughs> <laughs> And then in the sixth minute... two minutes later, Two minutes later. Ederson scored a similar goal to that of Gareth Bale against Barcelona. (laughs) He ran the entire half down the left-hand flank and into the box, toe-poking it past Aldero and into the back of the net. Juric got the assist officially. Yeah. In the 32nd minute, Caputo scored um, Koulibaly's tackle on Sensi, ended up guiding the ball to Caputo, who finished it cleanly through on goal. Yeah, yeah. Giampaolo, is he overrated? Well, sorry He's, okay, people see him as a meme nowadays mm-hmm. But was he overrated? At the Sampdoria days when he was really hyped Was he no, overrated by no,
0: no, 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 no Back then, no way he, he was doing certain things with Sampdoria Sampdoria were doing great And, and he even got
1: mm-hmm.
0: praised by Capello and Sacchi yeah. and, and, you know, he, he was doing great things over there um, Got figured out didn't work well with Milan. Is he, he tried got to do figure it out? Or is he that he shit?
1: inherited Sarri's system at Empoli? Because that's what it was. The players seem to already know what to do. You know what I mean? They already had that style kind of perfected.
0: Yeah, and I I, I know what you mean. Um look, for some reason the guy's taken his foot off the gas. Now oh. he's been in teams, like you're saying, now they adopted Sarri's system You know, at, at Milan they had got Tuso's system mm-hmm. He was playing Suso as an attacking midfielder He tried playing... Um, it's true now Kandreva as attacking midfielder at Sampdoria as well and, and it just seems like he's doing anything and everything to play his system Now, yeah. there's the kind of manager, like Sarri That you need to give him a season or two for him to start being good true. Milan didn't give him time and now Sampdoria Since they have experience with him Hopefully they give him time But they are dog shit at the moment Yeah, And, and
1: it must be said bro This whole Kandreva central midfielder Experiment is, is failing
0: It right? was exciting in the beginning uh, and but, but like he hasn't contrib- contributed in a while And as a winger why? he was
1: He was one of the best bro, in the league
0: One of the best in the league he was
1: So a few statistics from the game Of course Salernitana had 19 shots And 52% ball possession Sampdoria had 9 shots only two of those were on target. Yeah, Salernitana are looking more
0: and more like they could actually be the better side in a game, man.
1: It's true. That's it's true. never
0: something we were really seeing.
1: Now they're picking up momentum. You know, every team in the league has had a moment, mm. a phase, except for Salernitana. True, true. Is, this, finally is this the time be their in stretch- the final moments? In the, in the final, final moment. moments. Bro. We're definitely gonna name this episode about it By the way And yeah. milk the fuck what? out of like A very deep cover <laughs> of, of course if he has drip That is If he has drip I if like, no I like drip, the posts with drip yeah. man You might be seeing M. Koulibaly Or M. <laughs> Koulibaly <on instead. laughs> Did you hear or about Ribery? that? Ooh, Ooh yeah. He must have some drip He must But he definitely has mm.
0: like Have you heard that thing about Sabatini being upset by Mourinho, and Mourinho had to apologize? Yes. Yes. What the hell was that about the
1: antics, right? So Mourinho and his bench basically in the last game against Salernitana kept running onto the pitch and complaining for every single call. I'm talking for throw-ins, literally like for goal kicks, uh, fouls, everything. They were just running onto the pitch. They had. And they were wasting time and fucking. They were really trying to kill the game off, and Sabatini took offense and he complained was about that
0: it. was that the game where roma got two really late goals man
1: um yes it was it was um salernitana scored first thanks to that free kick remember
0: ah exactly exactly, uh, exactly. the radovanovic screamer ah so th- they fucking were desperate to put two past them basically in the 82nd and in the 85th minute man they were behind against salernitana salernitana do no joke now they fucking yeah. almost beat roma roma got two really Late goals Like a screamer From Carlos Perez And a set piece With Smalling yeah. Getting getting to the end of it
1: You can tell That they have A cardboard cut out In the dressing room With Believe written on it And it's taped Right <laughs> above the door oh, It has to be it has to be man Ted Lasso <laughs> Ted Lasso
0: Yes of course, sir That reference no. What a series
1: Sampdoria sit in 16th with 29 points, as Salernitana are currently in 19th with 22 points and the game in hand in that relegation cesspool right now.
2: I quest. Uh,
1: I quest. Hello and welcome back to our question segment to Where drop we a question. See it, we like it, we want it, we got it. I remember that, that was, that was fucking great. Um, You can drop a question on Instagram or on Twitter, guys Or on TikTok, actually We have stories now There Um, Yeah, so our first question comes from our boy InstaFlynn At InstaFlynn325 on Instagram He asks, if Milan win the league, is it the greatest achievement in the club's history? Mm, I mean, a Champions League always Kind of
0: putting the Serie on that international stage And getting something like a Champions League on the international stage is... Bigger, I would say, but because Milan have struggled so much with refereeing decisions and injuries throughout the season, and quite frankly, inconsistency nowadays, um, and with the squad that Milan have after losing those two players on on a free, I would fucking say so, man.
1: Yeah, definitely the the most underdog esque story of exactly of, of the recent victories, at least yeah, for yeah. sure, because that Milan so. was an elite side, you know. Made sense Those those three in midfield (laughs) Our next question Comes from Jack underscore Motivates On Instagram Hello Jack Shana Jack It was fun That night we went out It it was It was Fantastic He he said What the fuck Was that offside (laughs) In reference to The Coppa Italia game Milan's goal Against Inter I was texting Jack
0: that. Jack's dad Is a massive Milan fan Really Shout out to him I'd love to have him Over one day man. (laughs) He he sounds like a legend Sure we'll have him on um aha uh-huh, bro, to be honest, this happened to me oh, this season as well against Napoli and a one the yeah. victory yeah. for Napoli and a one Milan But this was even more ridiculous,
1: in my opinion. Yeah. Impeding the goalkeeper's view. Because like, he
0: wasn't like, he was to the left hand side yeah. of the keeper. And keepers
1: typically, I know that like I said this earlier. We shouldn't like base a decision off a reaction. But mm. Handanovic didn't complain once that the site was... No, impeding. no, no, because it, it, it wasn't, bro it, there, <laughs> there, was, there was no
0: way, no way Kalulu did and anything Kalulu tried running Kalulu out of the way, did man. nothing to interfere with the play yeah. He did absolutely nothing that changed the outcome of what was going to happen Nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing So I don't get it
1: Milan put up a banner, the fans, outside San Siro And it says, um, greater than injustice <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. So our next question comes from our boy Gabriel Borge underscore what on Instagram. Still
0: going, Still, uh? Still going. listening to us. Will Cheers, Pogba bro.
1: return back to Juventus due to him being very close to leaving United? I think it's looking yes. likelier than ever.
0: Mm-hmm. I yeah. think if he it doesn't, it'll be PSG because whenever a yeah. big player is available, PSG are just like, all right, we have the most, so exactly. we'll we'll get him Um, but. I think he wants a move to Juve, yeah. and I think Juve would welcome him back with open arms. He probably
1: out. views it like very romantically the memory mm. of him being there because he was balling out over there. He was yeah. playing really well.
0: Or, bro, a new adventure for him at PSG. I'm
1: not so sure. He's
0: French, he'd want to go back to France, he'd want to hang out with all of his friends that dance with him. <laughs> The celebrations would be very fitting. Be they very would be crazy. And then just imagine him alongside Verratti at PSG. Yeah. And he's back home. Man- ah, it might Man- be nice for him, huh? It might be nice for him. But I I don't True. know. I'd probably rather see him at PSG than at Juve. Because Juve sure, are going to be better. Yeah. But but aha, uh-huh, whatever. whatever They'd have a really good midfielder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they 100%. don't have that. Right imagine now. him and Yeah.
1: Oof. Our next question comes from our boy Steve at Steve C seven five eight on Instagram. It's quite a,
0: quite an intricate username, Ask Steve. You it should is, like. Yeah. It should Steve be, C it underscore should be cooler, shouldn't bro. be taken. You know what yeah. I mean, or Steve underscore yeah. C or something.
1: He asks <laughs> thoughts on Inter's recent luck with the refs, and he puts uh, here um, we go. Luck in inverted commas.
0: Well, he they, well. It's no question; they have been slightly favoured. I don't want to be a crybaby about it, but. There has been favouritism to it, at least in comparison to Milan. Inter have been favoured heavily. Now, there was this thing against Milan, but we've seen it with the game against Torino as well. That penalty on Bellotti towards the end. We saw them basically cut their opponents' faces open throughout the game. And we've seen a yellow card being brandished for it. Maybe not even a yellow card at times. Um, So they have been favoured, man. It's, It's obviously annoying because... You know, if Milan were slightly favoured Or if Inter were slightly less favoured It could be a much different situation But this is loser talk yeah. You know what I mean? But,
1: you know what, bro? If it looks like shit And it smells like shit,
0: it's shit Then eh? it's,
1: it's probably shit,
0: eh? I, I mean, what? You're saying the shit is them right now being in a scandal They're paying uh, the referees
1: a, I, I hate, I'd, I'd hate to make a claim like that, of course But, um... I don't know, some things have gone um, their way And it's very clear to the public It's not mm. just conspiracies as it typically is Typically it's a very, like, it's the minority of the uh. base talking about it And now I have, like, professional players, as we discussed Like Robbio actually saying that Like, when mm. I can't remember the last time a player screamed for scandals like, It's you know true, I mean? it's
0: true, it's true it's true. I, I don't even like, remember so that publicly. ever happening. Like, right. and I, I mean, it's it's no question. I'm just I'm, I, I'm the kind of guy, referees bro. As
1: well being, being sent to the games, so he was know. like, why, you keep, "Why do you keep sending us an experienced referees?" The whole thing of Inter playing before Milan every single schedule. You know what I mean? Uh,
0: yes, I know exactly what you mean, bro. I know yeah. exactly what you mean. I never enjoy being the guy saying, "Ah, yeah, they're probably." Paying the ref. I'm always that kind of guy give them the benefit of the doubt and saying, ah, maybe they're a bit lucky this year, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or maybe there are some, the refs know more than me, you know. But like like you're saying, it, it does seem like that there's a no, look, fuck it. There is a consistent stream of things happening that seem to be favoring Inter. And as a result, my team is struggling, Napoli are struggling, <sighs> Juve are yeah. struggling, like the, even that game against Juve. Like, come on, man.
1: Yeah. Come on. I mean Again, it might be a sequence of unfortunate errors that have, you know. That's what that's into what into
0: into I I think. That's the, the first thing time. I think about because yeah. I don't like thinking about that negativity. Exactly, in, in I football. tend to
1: play the devil's advocate whenever this argument is brought up. Mm. I take the opposing side and just kind uh-huh. of neutralize the situation. Look, if there were <laughs> an
0: investigation soon, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised that it's happening. But I'm not gonna be out here making any accusations. Yeah.
1: So that's everything, bro. I
0: think that's it. Sorry this well, one came this out so late, guys. Really late. Terrible Jake turned late. into Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> what a delayed by a day. Yeah, we weren't yeah. we weren't in, in it and so we wouldn't bro, have given yeah. you guys a good episode. It would have been really weird. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully you guys listen to this just before the start of the next match day. It'll help you kind of it'll refresh your memory a little bit about what went down. Um And yeah We'll see you guys Next week And thank you again For listening
1: Follow 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 Five star baby Woo